0: Welcome to Know Your Gear QA Live, number two hundred and thirty-four. We did it, two thirty-four. We did it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm in a good mood today, uh, so I hope this show is going to be funnier than normal because I'm in a really good mood. All right, so uh, and, and I have some exciting stuff. So a lot of cool stuff, uh, some serious topics, fun stuff, little kind of stuff to uh, to go through. Plus, of course, whatever subjects you guys. Pull out of your hat to talk about, and uh, we'll get into that. First of all, of course, if you're new to the show and you want to get my attention, please put a question mark at the beginning of the comment. So I know it's directed towards me. I try to see them when I can. Uh, If you want a super chat, I try to get to all the super chats that I can. Uh, So please, I appreciate all of those, all that support. Today's early. Today's early because I have to get off the air a little early. I guess we could call it air. It's an old-timey thing to say. I'm on the air. I'm on the interwebs. Anyways, we have to get off a little early today. So it will be about the same timeline, same time frame. But for me, it will be early because we get off. We're getting on a little early. We'll get off a little early. That will help me for some family stuff. So that's what's up with that. And what else? Uh, And, of course, if you're listening to it as a stream, um, you know, you probably won't hear this because that gets edited out. (laughs) <laughs> it's a habit I keep saying i talk i'm i', I I'm talking to the people who stream it but um the streams are edited they're not entire broadcasts of this live show they're edited down uh uh smoother they're more polished if you will uh and um which brings me to a great subject a fantastic subject and uh so that's what we have something exciting to share today but first i want to tell you why I'm sharing it because we did something. We did it. We did something that I don't know how we did, and I don't know why it's happening, but it's happening. The show, which has been continually growing now since its inception, at obviously up to 234 episodes, has been up almost 20% from normal views and streams in the last 60 days. The last 60 days, we have done epic numbers. Epic meaning we're up 18%, but 18% all of a sudden growth. It's uh, pretty cool. Uh, Probably a combination of the new edited um, the edited podcasts for the, uh, for the Spotify and all those platforms and maybe the, the pod clips, maybe they're bringing in some new folks and that's kind of what I wanted to say. Obviously it means there's new folks. So I want to say welcome to everyone who's new and let you know if you're here early, uh, I'm going to be doing a giveaway while we're on live today, something cool. And, uh, so when we're ready to do that, I'll wait till more people are on, of course, so that way more people get opportunity to win this stuff. That we figured out, and I'll tell you what's going on with that. Um, what else? Uh, we have, oh, we have subjects, but let's get into the subjects that you guys want to talk to us. Um, we have the first question of Dave was for Randall uh, Vandergriff, who says, Thank you, Philip, for everything you do. Hey, I'm just here with you hanging out. We're just hanging out. It says, A Vintage 1980s West Tone <laughs> guitar thoughts. Ooh, West Tone. Does uh some of us remember West Tone. It probably means different things to different people. To me, West Tone was what we got where I grew up. Where I where I grew up, uh, there wasn't name brands. You know, one store in town had name brands, maybe, and you couldn't go in that store. And so, so all the stores in town that you would go to would have Alvarez, Westone, which is both distributed by St. Louis Music Company, uh, series 10 guitars also distributed, I think, believe by St. Louis Music. And so the stores were all, um, in- interesting back then, where you would walk in a store, and I'm back then. We're talking about the eighties, nineties. Okay, so eighties, uh, nineties. What would happen is you would walk in a store, and that store would be a PV store, and it would have lots of PV. Or a store would be like a St. Louis music store, and if it was St. Louis music, it would have like Crate, Ampeg, Audio Centron, Westone, Alvarez, Series Ten, I think. Those I think that's it, but there might be something else too. So that's all brands. And so to you, you'd walk in a store and you'd be like, "Oh, there's all these brands," but really it was sourced by one company, like St. Louis Music Company. Or you would go to uh, a Command Command K A M A N Command uh, and Command. Uh, so we used to call it Cayman back, but it's not. It's Command. Uh, and um, Command would sell like Vester. Uh, I think they did. I think they they did uh, CMC amps. You know what I mean? And um, uh, what was the other brand that was like the knock? Oh, Sigma? No, Sigma Sigma was Martin. But it was like all those brands like that. GTX. GTX was one. (laughs) Oh, Applause, Ovation. Oh, yeah. So Hamer, Ovation, Applause, uh, GTX. Uh, Vester, I think I could be wrong on that one. Um, and so what would happen is, uh, you would go in these stores and like I said, they'd have all these brands, but really, they were all getting them from one source and maybe they had a couple of their brands. So stores had like three or four brands, you know, uh, companies that they were paying to um oh Takamini. uh darth is saying Marcus is saying takumini as well Takam. yeah so that's what i'm saying they're all conglomerates of these of these brands and like PV was one of those brands that literally had so many so many products you know basses pas drums acoustics that it could be a one-stop shop for a lot of stores so the stores like i remember who had PV where i grew up they had PV and they had ibanez and and then somebody would have like fender <laughs> And that would be, that would be the high end store. You didn't see Fender. Like I said, we we walked in and you would see, you know, like I said, you would see the off brands. So Westone, what I remember about Westone was wanting a Westone. Westone was actually slightly out of my price range when I was a kid. That was even too expensive. So Westone was like the copy. They had copies that looked exactly like Ibanez's or whatever it was hip at that time. Uh, and, um, very cool guitars. I remember they had a carbon fiber guitar that was made by Moses uh graphite that was a really nice neck and uh they did that too uh s s gossett says uh, my first guitar was a gtx dude the gtx remember the gtx did a knockoff of the uh uh vernon reed hamer if you guys ever come across those i wish i should have grabbed one once because i remember they like they were 300 bucks and i'm like what am i gonna do with that thing now for 300 bucks in today's market that's a cool guitar to hang on the wall <laughs> it's like a piece of art um you know, because you can't get the Vernon Reed guitar, that's for sure. It's too expensive if you can find one um, from Hamer. But um, but like I said, so that's what those brands were. So what's what do I think of the vintage Westone? Well, it's weird to say vintage to me because I'm like vintage. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. It's vintage in that theory. Um, all the ones I played were pretty good guitars. You know, a lot of them are, I think maybe some were made in Japan. Maybe. I don't remember any specifically that I've ever played. But most of them were made in Korea that I played. Very nice. So cool stuff. Um, great memory lane. <laughs> and by the way, it still kind of works that with stores. I don't want to imply that that's kind of gone away. Um, but it's a lot easier for stores to have multiple brands now because uh, since, that, since you guys made me be interested in this, um, the reason why a lot of small stores back in the day were set up like that was accounting issues. Uh, so an account. Right? So, like, Command would be a one-stop shop. Same with St. Louis Music Company. You'd have one account. So, let's say you got a $20,000 credit line. That makes it easy if you can take that $20,000 and go, okay, let's buy some Alvarez, let's buy some Acoustics, let's buy some AudioCentron PAs, let's buy some Crate Amplifiers, right? And as you're selling stuff, you can just keep churning, because that's the dream for a lot of retailers, right, is to churn this credit line over. In other words, before the bill comes due, usually a 30-day net or 60 days, you know, time before the bill comes due, you want that stuff sold, so you can just take... The customers' money and pay those bills, and you know keep it going, so you don't have to keep a, a constant account. Um, why I say it's gone away from that now is, uh, you know, it, basically a lot of stores now have credit. You just get credit. <laughs> when I, I used to complain all the time because your vendors would be. Some vendors used to make us put stuff on credit, and I would complain because I had credit lines of zero interest that would pay me points, and they're like, oh. <laughs> We'll give you 30 days and I'm like i don't I don't want 30 days I'll just put it on my credit account you know what I mean on and, and get my points so um you know what I mean so credit's a lot easier than it was back then and uh and there's a whole there's a whole i don't know if anyone ever be interested i don't want go down that whole tirade but there's a whole backstory to how uh credit works in this industry it works the same way in most industries so, you know retail industries but how credit is designed to basically Keep the mom and pop stores kind of like enslaved to the major brands, and that's the only reason why I don't like it. It's really it's really making deals with the devil, and I feel bad for any stores right now that are watching that have those kind of credit lines that are in deep in that stuff. Um, I feel for you because it's it's really designed to basically put you in a, in a put you in a situation where you never get out of it, and it's um, and it's effective. It's an effective system. It's why they use it. Okay, so what else? Another question. Let's do another one. Okay, it says, these are early uh, uh, viewers. These are viewers who came early, early. Chris Goodwin is the next one who says, hey, Phil, I got my Patreon t-shirt. Hopefully, I can get up to Phoenix and take a picture of Air Guitar. For those of you who are uh, crazy enough or nice enough or weird enough or cool enough, I don't know, maybe I should just cool enough. For those of you who are cool enough to watch my Instagram or follow Instagram whenever I do a post uh i put it took a picture of a uh, new uh, it's a new store uh where i live in my town where where the, it's a uh what do you call it a convenience store see here's what's funny I'm, I'm having trouble saying convenience store and here's why it's a convenience store called air guitar and it looks like some real trendy all glass thing with a wine thing and it's got seating and they're like oh you can come here and sit and i'm like who wants to hang out at the corner convenience store. Well, I mean, besides us when we were kids, but I mean – and buy wine. <laughs> usually, usually if you're hanging out at the corner convenience store drinking wine, you have some serious problems that you may want to address. Not so much that you're at the target advertising of that business. You know what I mean? Like, hey, come to this convenience store and drink wine. Is a kind of a weird thing. But you know, the world's changed. It's a trendy place. It's all trendy. I haven't gone to it yet, but I put the picture up because I thought it was funny. Why? Because I can't for the life of me figure out why the thing's called air guitar. <laughs> it's a big sign. It says air guitar. That's the name of this convenience store of trendiness. Um so uh <laughs> so uh yeah so if you come uh like i said maybe we can get a picture together i i was able to 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 meet up with somebody uh uh, a relaxing lab but i didn't get to uh to to meet up with some others recently and it's just you know when i can pull away obviously just like everybody i'm just at work trying to get stuff done um i have no idea i'm gonna say valdas 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 Baldus it says, Hey Phil, have you ever come across Gordon Smith guitars? This is a UK brand, and the instruments appear to be very competitive in price. I actually got to play a couple of the Gordon Smith guitars at the 2018, might have been 2019 Summer NAM, probably 2019 Summer NAM. I uh, was able to, at uh, their booth, I was there at their booth. Um, uh, somebody introduced me to them, uh, another YouTube channel introduced me to them, but they didn't know my channel. It was kind of funny, and I was like, Oh, I have a YouTube channel. they like, Oh, that's nice. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I I talked to them a little bit. They're I don't know. They're uh but the guitars were fantastic. So let's just go with that. It was a super they were super nice people. They just didn't seem interested in any kind of, you know, getting anything on the channel or in interest in my channel. Uh I don't think like I said. I don't want to say they weren't interested in my channel. They just didn't know who I was, what the channel was and uh long story short, I did, I got to try the guitars and I can tell you exactly what you said. I agree with them. They were super good and super competitively priced, kind of like Godan, but in the UK, right? Like quality stuff and at a great price, uh, but no opportunity. Look, I haven't seen one since, so so that's the problem. I wouldn't know where to get one besides maybe order one online, and, you know, I'm just not, not in the market for a guitar right now. Um, okay, so. We'll be right back. But you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You yeah. feel me? Loading them up on it, it only takes structure, and, and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, nah, I man. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm y'all trying, all yeah, I'm yeah. trying Oh, trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there Yeah, we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, Me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for a oh, lie. Don't play with it. Play with it. Nah. Take that shit. Soon. Hold on, I'm looking for more. Oh, this one I want to do too. Uh Somatic Somatic Dust says, Phil, can you recommend a specific ABY pedal for my deluxe reverb? I can can absolutely my favorite ABY pedal is the radial uh, pedals made in Canada. There's two or three kinds of them. It doesn't matter. They're all fantastic. You can buy the, the, the inexpensive one. Inexpensive, I think it's $99. At least it was, you know, $99. It will do everything you need. It's fantastic. It has a transformer in it, so it'll put a load. It won't make uh, humming or buzzing sounds. It won't suck. it's fantastic. I use nothing else. I'm sure there's some other great ABY uh, pedals out there. Some people like the Morley's. I I like them, but they do make noise. They have other Morley's that don't make noise or humming or issues. And, uh, even with the ground lift and, uh, they are expensive about twice or three times the price of the radial stuff, uh, in comparative what I, what I've seen. And so, um, that's what I swear by, but I'm literally, I want to be very clear about this. There's a ton, I'm sure there's a ton of suggestions out there, and I'm sure there's great stuff out there. I literally have never re- regretted my radial Aby boxes. They are fantastic. I have put them in every horrible conceivable thing. They, are, they still look like they're brand new and they've been working, and I think my radial box is at least 10 years to 15 years old, minimum, and uh, love it. So I've never had a problem. I've never heard anybody having a problem. So like I said. And if it is, it's probably one person. <laughs> There's probably one person on the internet who's like, hey, what's going on here? Um, let's see. What else? What else do we have? We have uh, Digital Chorizo. That's nice. Digital Teresa says, Phil, how long are strings good for in a package? Oh, that's a good question. Is it smart to buy string sets as needed or sit on a supply? Well, it's real simple. So there's obviously, let's say for the lack of, uh, you know, how crazy the world can get, let's just get general here. There are generally uh, three kinds. I was going to say two. <laughs> I went to say three. Three kinds of strings packaging. Three kinds of string packaging. There's just st- standard envelope style packaging. We know what that is. They're stuck in an envelope. They're put in a, uh, something that's folded over a box, something like that. Then there's um, sealed strings which are different so keep in mind i'm gonna so still bear with me on this so we have regular packaging sealed packaging where they're put into some kind of sealed plastic bag or or some kind of packaging sealed packaging and then there is vacuum sealed packaging um which uh so the difference being that they suck the air out of the package as much as the air as they can get. I mean, it's going to be enough, (laughs) right? I mean, you're not going to be sitting on strings for 10 years or two years. You shouldn't be. Um, You know, I would say personally, if it was me, I would not purchase any more strings than I could consume in one year, 12-month period, okay? Now, here's why I want to tell you why I have some foresight on this. Um, Obviously, like I said, uh, through selling strings for over a decade... That certain strings, that's what happens. You know, they sit on your racks in your store for so long that eventually somebody buys them and comes back in your store and goes, "These are these are dead. These are crappy." And you're like, "Oh!" And then you look and you go, "Wow, wow, whoo! What was that? 1946 when we ordered those? Like you could you could pull up your invoicing from your you know go, "Wow, we must be not cycling through that." Um, that didn't doesn't happen very much. M- mostly one because I'm in a dry climate. Arizona's nice because it's dry uh, for that stuff. Uh, two, uh, you know we purchase strings more logically than just you know throwing things at the wall and saying hey I hope it works out we would uh, you know try to buy the correct strings in the right volumes and manage that but you do know that as a retailer you don't want the strings to sit too long and that's something you, that's why i tell you this because i've had all kinds of things said to me but what's funny is somebody say i won't keep a str- pack of strings more than two months and i go why and they go because they go bad and i go well how long did the person before you have them i mean a retailer can sit on strings even a guitar center can sit on a pack of strings for a year it's it's possible even in any any retail organization so i would say generally speaking talking to manufacturers talking to the manufacturer over here i would say that unsealed packaging i would try to consume those and i i don't know a number so i'm just going to throw a good number out i say within three to five months Try to consume those up and use those. I don't know why I'm saying consume. <laughs> just put them on your guitar and use them or bass. Uh, sealed ones, I would take that out to nine months. You know what I mean? Uh, and these are just general guidelines that I feel pretty safe giving you. So when, when I'm telling you these numbers, it's not like I'm just pulling them from my ass. I'm literally pulling safe numbers from my ass. And these are numbers I feel like if I told you this, you wouldn't come back on me for. And then the third one I would say is vacuum sealed in 12 months. And that's easy to tell. Just squeeze the bag that the strings are in. And if there's air in there, it's not vacuum sealed. That's a good way also sometimes to tell if you have fake didario strings because the fakes, they don't vacuum seal them. Uh, So, you know, so some, like I said, some companies do. Now, there's also one other step to this that you can do. You can take those silicon... Uh, packets that you get in your shoes and in every single thing ever from every box from Amazon <laughs> and every technology, all those little uh, little bags of uh, silicon, you could take those things and, and put them in uh, with your strings as well. You know what I mean? And see, uh, I wouldn't open a sealed bag and put them in there because now you're opening the seal. But what I'm saying is if you're concerned about that, you can keep keep them in there with a, in a box, put your strings in a box or something. I'm just... I've never done that, but I know it would work because obviously that's why they throw them in guitar cases to so keep the cases dry. Um, so so those are some suggestions on keeping your string length uh, life uh, good. <laughs> and uh, I'd follow those and I, I, I feel pretty safe. But like I said, the rule I follow me personally, which is basically all the things I just said you said to you is I don't buy more than a year's worth of strings ever. So and I buy a lot of strings, you know what I mean? So I just I just kind of go, OK, what do I think I'm going to use? And then I buy them up. So there you go. hope that was a decent answer to your question. That was a good question. Thank you. Uh, Derek Oliver says, Hey, Phil, I love you. Great. I love you too. We, we now have a bromance going. That's awesome. So it says, <laughs> thoughts on the Fender Jagstain. Uh, it says, I had one and I paid $800 Canadian. So, uh, uh, so what's that? Like, that's like, I don't know what the exchange is. I think it's on our favor now, right? It flips all the time. It's in your favor. Then it's in our favor. I think it's back to us. Um, Canadian new in 1998, okay, price seems overblown for a guitar that was still in prototype state. Original was okay, but new current price, but not current price. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're, uh, what, $1,400-ish U.S. now for the made-in-Mexico Kirk Cobain model. Um... I mean, it's tough. I I have no desire for the guitar. And I I like Nirvana. I'm a Nirvana fan. I'm like a Nirvana fan, like a lot of Nirvana fans. Some of them got it right away. And some of us like, "Uh, what is this? And then finally, like, oh, it's great. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) it took me a little minute. It took me a minute, like Guns N' Roses. For some reason, took, I was like a year or two late to the party after everybody decided they liked them. Then I decided I liked them. Um, But uh, back to your thing. So it's not something that's on my radar. So I don't have a value that I could say, "Oh yeah, I think it's because because remember." worth is really up to you not to anybody else. So, you know, when you're like hey, when I say and that's really what's important, when I say oh I don't think it's worth 800 bucks, I don't want to ever imply that's anything more than just I'm not going to buy it for more than that. <laughs> that's why I'll wait. So, same thing to you if uh, $1400 seems on the high price range for a made in Mexico Jagstain uh guitar, eh, you know, you can just buy one used, wait, you know what I mean? The the market will settle as we speak. I think uh as we literally as we speak, I think the used prices seem to be coming down pretty steadily not in any uh, steadily mean you know uh, you know continually on a, on a trend but not in huge numbers but i definitely have seen uh in recent weeks more used gear out out, out, out there in the world on the reverbs ebay's uh, craigslist and better pricing i've already seen a little better pricing now don't get me wrong there's still people asking crazy stuff but there's a lot of people all of a sudden adjusting prices down so I like to take notice. I don't know about you guys. When I like to take notice on Reverb when I'm on there, how many people says price drop? You know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, that really tells you something. And, and so the other day when I was looking at stuff, it was like 50% and I feel pretty safe in that number. 50% of the items I was looking at had a recent price drop in the last you know, week to two weeks, maybe 30 days. Either way. You can find that deal. That would be my suggestion to you. Um, You know, like I said, I can't imagine, you know, the sad thing is those new prices aren't coming down anytime soon. Actually, what am I talking about? New prices aren't coming down at all, (laughs) like ever. With Fender, it's only happened once in in my lifetime, once in history, where Fender raised the prices and brought them back down. That was 2008- ish and that's when fender decided to raise their prices 30 percent out of nowhere right as the recession hit uh that was always fun to be a dealer for that it was nice to watch all the fenders just sit there on the wall while people walked in and um i remember when the fender reps were talking to us and they're like what's going on i said you know what's funny is everybody i might this is an actual joke i told the fender rep i said no one knows their mom's birthday but they know how much the retail of all these guitars are and i said and you just raised all the maps the street prices to the re- old retail. So to them, you just, it's like my store just put everything on full retail. So they're like mad at me. <laughs> they came in and they're like, Phil, why is everything retail now? Like all of a sudden I'm just being some jerk. And I'm like, that's what they are now. They just raised them 30%, right? When nobody had money. What a great idea, Fender. That's a dramatic pause. <laughs> i didn't want to say a curse word already in the show i, I feel like at, i at the max i get one allocated one curse word per show uh now uh, that i've decided just to allocate myself for no reason <laughs> and i didn't want to i didn't want to use it right then so um uh so that's my answer to your question derek is find a deal and or you know find something else <laughs> like i said if you want it you should get it but i understand what you're saying um let's see uh Wargasm644 says, Phil, just curious, do you have any Schecters? Ooh, what a what a very personal question to ask me. <laughs> don't recall seeing you demo a play any. Oh, whoa. Oh, man, really? I got two reviews. They got huge views. I don't know if they were huge views, but they were good views. Uh, just recently, Schecter's a funny thing. I have this amazing love of Schecter guitars. I don't know what it is. I am... Schechter fanboy, and I agree with everything everyone says. <laughs> if you, so, like, literally, if you say Scheckters are some of the best playing guitars in the money, I go, Yes. And then and somebody says Scheckters have the worst colors and they just don't market to the, the average guitar player. And I go, Yes. I agree with all of those things. <laughs> so that being said, uh, yeah, I own two Schecters, uh personally. One is uh, actually behind me. It's been poking around in videos lately. This is a sinister gates with sustainiac and gold. It's like blinged out. Um, I am a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan. Uh, uh, huge meaning um, I've seen them four times live. Live, I've seen them live four times. And uh, that's my record. I don't think I've ever seen. I, oh, actually, no. We figured this out. I don't know why we figured this out. Maybe it was important to somebody. I think Bella Fleck and Avenged Sevenfold are the bands I've seen the most, uh, four times each, I believe. Again, I'm doing this all off memory. Um, Sinister Gates. So yeah, I have a Sinister Gates, and I have a Hellraiser. Uh, yeah. See, you know, such a such a marketed one one, one way marketed company. <laughs> Everything's like. Uh, <laughs> i feel like i gotta for the podcasters phil just made rock fists with his hands and grunty sounds um yeah it's like everything they do is a 80s metal no it's just metal and uh although i love metal who doesn't and i play metal um you know i'm not always in the mood for that i i feel like they can really lend themselves to other looks as a whole um that being said love the guitars love the quality um it's just something i like so yeah um to, to to tell you it's just you know orgasm so I don't uh, bust your chops too hard. Um, the Hellraiser I I actually just bought. <laughs> I've been wanting one. The, I I had a Hellraiser in white if you, for like old podcasts go yonder years. Uh, there was a white one. I found this the dream Hellraiser was a white one, and I put it on the wall behind me. My buddy Thor who lives in Nashville who just gave me this amazing Steve I poster, by the way, at the time, and uh, that matches my gem. It's the promotional picture. I have the gem, floral gem, and then I have, because of Thor, because he worked in a music store when the gem came out, I have the original uh, poster made for the stores for Ibanez, the promotional floral gem Steve Vai poster that he gave me as a gift. And so he saw my show, and he goes, Phil, where did you get that amazingly beautiful Hellraiser in white. I said, Oh, I just got it. And I paid like, I think I paid like 400 bucks or 450. And he's like, Oh man, if you ever sell it, sell it to me. And I was like, Oh, I'll sell it to you for what I paid. So I sent it to him. And then here's what I did. I walked, I thought, I thought the guitar gods had graced me with good, uh, goodwill for doing that, you know, for my buddy, uh, you know, hooking him up and stuff. And, and so what happened was, I was. I walked into the Guitar Center. I think maybe a month or two later, and there's a purple, a uh, purple Hellraiser. That I don't love the color of so much, but it was like two hundred and fifty bucks, maybe three hundred bucks, some stupid price. It was stupid cheap, with a case, not a Schechter case, but a you know case. So I bought that, and you guys might have seen that for a minute. The problem is, is that uh, the white one was so much better. It played better, sounded better. It was just a better guitar. So uh, the good news is, at that price, I was able to to sell off the purple one at probably some kind of dividend to me probably made a hundred bucks or something maybe a little bit um and uh been kind of like you know wanting a hellraiser because i want emgs in that guitar and uh, uh been eyeballing them and as you guys know i have this thing where i like all my guitars to be around a certain weight seven and a half pounds is like ideal and i finally found one that was seven and a half pounds and i bought it and i got a good price on it and so i have that one and i have the sinister gates one which is also a lighter one Um, I will use the Sinister Gates ones in a video. I don't see the need to demo it, (laughs) review it, but I will use it in the video. And, um, that's it for now for Schecter's, but I don't know, maybe another one. Like I said, I love Schecter's. Um, so there you go. Okay, let's see. Um... Carol, uh, Carol D says, Phil, I can tell you, uh, us, wait, can you tell us why you're in a, uh, a happy mood today? <laughs> you are positively giggly. I am. <laughs> it says, uh, thanks for another show. Look, I'll tell you what it is. I, I made a promise that I can't tell you guys why I'm in a good mood <laughs> to my wife, uh, until, till next week. Um, so basically I have some plans with the kids. It's really exciting. We're all excited about it. I can't talk about it. Why? Because there's 786 of you, and even though there's no plan, no way that my kids are listening to this show, they could be, and they can't hear this. Um, the and so it's so that's why I'll tell you what's about, uh, that's what it's about. But that's it. We have some exciting stuff planned this afternoon, and also I will tell you a funny story. It happened to me again. I want to tell you this uh, because this this my wife, uh, her face was priceless. The other day, uh, I told you guys, you know, I told you last week my wife's foot's broken. I guess I should clarify. It's not broken. Uh, she's in a boot. It's uh, sprained, and they had to do a cortisone shot and all this stuff, and it's in a boot. So to me, that's broken, right? <laughs> you put your foot in a boot. You're broken. So anyways, she's been having trouble going to the grocery store and getting stuff done, at, you know, and I've been helping when I can. I took her to the doctor this week. And uh, anyways, we ran out of coffee, and so we had to go get coffee. And so we decided to go to my coffee shop that I like to go to. And, um, I pulled up to the window with my wife and, uh, she said, uh, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, no, you know, they gave me, you know, cause I told you, they always ask you like, Hey, how's your day? And I'm like, good. And they go, what are you doing today? And I go, nothing. <laughs> and they go, you're not doing anything. And I go, we're just getting coffee. And they're like, you doing anything this weekend? And I go, yeah. And then I told her what we're about to do this weekend. And she's like, oh, that's really cool. And then there's like this whole conversation starts and my wife's looking at me And I, cause she's like, I thought you like don't want to engage at the coffee shop. And I said, well, what I've just learned is I'm apparently I would be horrible if you ever interrogate me because I never, I never thought there was going to be a second follow up question. I just thought she's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, nothing, nothing. (laughs) Oh, you just getting coffee? Yep. Coffee and nothing, nothing to say. Like I was being a traffic stop. I'm like, nothing. And she's like, what are you doing this weekend? Well, and then I just go into this whole speech and story. So long story short, I can't tell you. And uh, I have to tell you that story because I already learned that I will break if I have a follow-up question. So that's my way of getting out of it telling you the actual answer. <laughs> but I will tell you next weekend. Um, here is a good question. This is from Columbia George. Columbia George says, how do I politely tell a sweet water, tell Sweetwater water?" that I want a different sales rep. Well, George, uh, believe it or not, uh, the, and I, I, I'll, I can give you some advice, uh, based on some advice, advice I was given, and it goes like this, <laughs> okay? Um, basically, you should just tell the rep. Now, here's what I will suggest to you. Uh, it, I would go Play to your strengths is usually the tactic I like. So if you're a good talker, I would call and talk to them. If you're better at writing, I would write them an email. If you're not good at either, then do the email, okay? Something you can draft, review. And, you know, look, there's nothing wrong. Uh, Ultimately, everyone wants to be successful. You want to have a a, a very pleasant... purchasing experience they want you to have a, a, pre- a pleasant sales experience um you weren't like you know it's not like you're married okay <laughs> the sales reps and you are not like arranged marriages where you're stuck together, and this is just how it is you guys were just put together and sometimes it doesn't work you whether it's personalities or whatever so what I would do is draft some kind of email very polite very professional and tell them the un, as much truth as they need that would be my advice like in other words like hey. You know, thank you for all the help you've given me. Even I would say, say that even if it's not accurate, (laughs) just because always start with at least a start with whatever compliment you can give them. Don't lie by any means, but there's always something you can find, you know, positive. Hey, thanks for being employed at Sweetwater and the candy. right? Something. And then after you say that, say, look, I would like to see if I could switch to a different representative, uh, and, and, uh, and you know, just for, and you don't have to tell them why, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Think about this. They're a business. They're not your parents. They're not the, I don't know, the judge, the police. They're not, they're not in charge of anything. Okay. So you don't have to tell them why you want to change. Just ask them to please change, say something polite that you can express that you would like to change reps, My guess in email format, the response will be, yeah, great. Your new rep, Sally, have a nice day. You know what I mean? I'm sure it won't be curt curt like that, but it will be, you know, some kind of corporate jargon response of, hey, thank you for the months of buying crap. And I hope you enjoyed the candy I sent you. And your new rep is Sally. Here's Sally. How I say hi. And she says hi. Or they say hi. Maybe it's Dave. I don't know. And so that's what I would suggest. Columbia, George uh, is do that. So. There you go. That's my answer to that, um, and that's also uh, I follow that because that's also something that's also driven to my skull. You gotta understand if you have any if you if you ever spent a minute with anybody in the military, you understand chain of command. The, the first thing you always try to resolve the issue. Uh, level to level, then go one level up, then go one up. You never jump command. So in other words, you never go right to the manager, you know what I mean, if you can resolve it with the rep. That's my personal opinion. That's how I do things in stores. I try to resolve. If I have an issue, I'll try to rep. Then if that doesn't work, then I go to the you know supervisor, then the manager, and this way I go up. I don't go, hey, I'm going to get the president of the company and you're on the phone right now, because I'm like, that's just, <laughs> it's not worth anybody's time. There you go. Uh, all right. Uh, Let me let me dive into a couple super chats here because I see there were kind of, oh, and I didn't even open up that window. So let me do that. And, uh, and uh, maybe that's a good segue into, hold on, please be patient. One second, I should have had this up. I have a special screen. It's not special. I have a screen that YouTube gives me that puts all my super chats in one place. Okay. Um, before I go, what time is it? Okay, good. We're in the one, oh, 30-minute mark. So let's go 30 more minutes, and then I'll do the, uh, I'm going to do a giveaway. Okay. So let's, uh, let's Let's. see what Greg wants to talk about. Greg says, hey, Phil, do you foresee a breaking point coming with the costs of wood, the supply problems, and inflation? Will prices get so high, the industry will be unable to keep up with the quality for the price? Okay, so let me break this down to you in a, in a very, uh, uh, very, of course, very straightforward manner that you guys probably w- should be aware of if you're not. We can't even talk about price increases today, okay? We can't talk about price increases tomorrow. You really need to understand that the price increases have come already to the manufacturers, A lot of you are asking questions like, what do you think of this manufacturer's price increase? What do you think about this manufacturer's price increase? What I think is, is that most manufacturers, if not all of them, to some degree have been holding back the the price increase waves as much as they can. So... Um, for instance, you know, uh, Friedman had to raise, uh, I shouldn't say Freeman. Boutique Amp Distribution had to raise prices a little. Remember, uh, you guys remember maybe the mini heads, they were like 199 or something like that, and then we went to 219 or whatever. Um, because they had a fire and that fire was detrimental. They lost a lot of their, uh, their resources that were destroyed from smoke damage or water and they had to buy all new stuff at the new higher prices and that that means they can't hold back that price from you guys but a lot of manufacturers what they do is even though they're they're paying the new price increases if they're shipping out the stuff at the old stock and the old off the old materials they'll keep their prices down okay um until they can't (laughs) okay so or until they don't want to anymore either way it doesn't matter they're passing them on now here's what i'm going to tell you for instance, already I already see in the comments a lot of you guys saying, "Oh, Gibson just raised the price." Of course, so Fender, a lot of companies raise their prices. We see that. I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around a Fender Deluxe Reverb for fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> the one I have next to me, I paid three hundred fifty dollars for used. Not even, not twenty years ago. It's like 2016, <laughs> maybe 2017. I think it was 2016. 2016, I bought a Deluxe Reverb for three hundred fifty bucks used. <laughs> now they're 1500 bucks okay so anyways uh so my point is is that whatever your fear is i don't want to say fear is the right word whatever your concern is of a price increase coming it's it's definitely coming because it's already hits and then will there be more yeah of course could there be more uh yeah absolutely absolutely um you know everything's in play right now inflation is not hard to to, to no one's no one's No one's... uh, I don't know. I shouldn't talk about this stuff. As far as I know... No one is out there saying inflation is fake, right? <laughs> like I don't know I don't maybe I don't go deep enough into the crazies of the internet, but as far as I know, inflation is very everybody's very aware of the fact that there's some inflation out there and it's coming across a lot of platforms and there's all these reasons for it and that's not worth discussing on a guitar channel. but what is worth discussing is is this yes they'll. it's in in this kind of market it's probably and when it's come when it comes a new product, it's probably better to buy now than later because of that reasoning because it's not going to come down. So it's either staying the same or it's going up. So if you can justify making that purchase and it's safe for you to do so, do that now. Now, used gear, that's a little different. Used gear has been inflated and that's a different market because it's a different resource and that could be coming down slowly. But I don't think it's going to go back to the old days. There's no nothing that I see that even Im- implies that. I think we might see some of the crazy of like asking more than new and new. That will move back down to the old uh old older style of pricing where it's a percentage of what new is um and uh yeah so i, I that's what i would say but yeah do i think those are things affect absolutely absolutely it's across the board i can't i haven't talked to anybody that isn't affected by it in and, I, and it doesn't even mean this industry it's every industry but this industry as well so yes okay um Let's go. Next question. Next question is, hold on a second. Next question. Jeff Parker says, hey, new guitar day. Sweet. He says, ESP LTD issue with several new guitars lately. Okay. Plastic on to protect the one. Okay. So he has plastic wrapped around the pickups around the top and the bottom. He had unstring and pull the pick guard off knobs uh, to pick up to remove the plastic. So I haven't seen that particular issue before where they like wrapping the, the entire like circumference of the pickup in plastic. Um, if it's a new policy, maybe that's weird, <laughs> right? I haven't seen it, you know, with ESP, LTD or any of the brands. Uh, however, I, I've said this before, during the this COVID period uh, in the last year and a half or so, uh seeing guitars, whether I bought them or I've reviewed them or around them, I've seen all kinds of things that I normally don't see. Um and it seems to all be very logical to conclude that it's all because of some rushing effect. In other words, hurrying to get the guitar out the door. There seems to be a lot of emphasis on that and a lot of things like that. So that sounds like that could be what that is with your guitar. I of course I don't know for sure. I'm not looking at it and I don't know all the circumstances, but sounds to me like that's what they did sounds like a big pain in the butt but in the grand scheme of things you know look i try to remind myself <laughs> over and over again if you're lucky enough to be able to buy an esp guitar in the current world in the current market the worst thing happens you got to peel the plastic off uh it's not the end of the world and i like to say that to you because sometimes it's nice when one of my friends says that to me when i'm like man what the hell do they do and he goes "Eh, you know if that's the worst problem you have right now you don't have any problems i'm like good point So it's nice when your friends remind you that. So sounds uh, sounds like an inconvenience. But, you know, Um, what I can tell you is what I always will tell you uh, is this. Um, I always caution everybody not to have a bad purchasing experience. Um, I say that because of the fact that I will always say this on this channel that i've been on both sides of the counter in other words i've sold people stuff i bought stuff and being on both sides of the counter in every form and capacity uh, that you can be on that i will tell you that what i learned is and every business person will tell you this is the worst review is the one you don't get the one that's like nobody said anything they just left and you never saw them again that's no business wants to not have an opportunity to sell another product so Um, The reason I tell you that, Jeff, is uh, I appreciate you bringing it up on the channel. It's nice to have that subject to talk about. However, it's something that concerned you or upset you or kind of like put a, you know, a bummer on the experience. What I would do is reach out to the retailer or the manufacturer or both, tell them what happened in a very professional, polite way, and give them an opportunity to, to do something about it. It's something like this. I mean, I don't know what you do about it. I wouldn't expect anything big deal, yeah, right? Um, but at the very least, here's what I'm going to tell you. At the very least, if you let them know you had this kind of an issue with it, they may be looking for it next time. So it doesn't happen to somebody else. So you're just improving somebody else's day. Nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody looks at things like they're complaining and sometimes it's not complaining. It's it's again, it's feedback. Feedback is effective, and that's going to segue into something I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, so, giving them feedback is great, and then sometimes they take that opportunity to. I can tell you what I do. If you told me that story right now, and I was I was the guy who sold you that guitar, I would probably, in my mind, value that. Well, first, the best plan is always ask the customer what they would like. Hey, is there was there something we could do to make this experience better for you? And hope that they say something like, "Yeah, pack strings would be great." And you're like, "Perfect, life's great." If they don't, I would probably suggest. So, if you didn't suggest something to me, I would probably pick 20 bucks out of my butt. <laughs> Not literally a $20 bill in my butt. That may be the weirdest, awkward statement. Um, I would s- try to give you $20 compensation. You know what I mean? I look at it like, ah, what's, what's 20, 30 minutes of this guy's time worth? 20 bucks. And, and then usually go, oh, you don't have to do that. And that's what you're looking for. And then you do it. And then if they say that, then you know you've rectified the situation. If they give you that kind of face like 20 bucks, no, I'm okay. You know, you're, now you're like, okay, well, wh- what can I do? You know what I mean? Uh, again, you're just trying to fix the problem. So that's the only thing. Now, here's what segues into that. I want to talk about this because I saw it on a comment and I pinned it, and it ties into what you were saying. Uh, this was from Mo, Mo Hogany said, uh, are you going to keep the Inchi guitar? I gotta say, Inchi. I told you phonetically. If I read Godin I, or Godan, I say Godin. If I see Inksy, I say Inksy. But it's Inchi guitars. I did that video this week. I hope you guys watch that video. Uh, it was one of my favorite videos. I know you guys probably will never read that from me visually when you watch the videos. Which ones you think I'm enjoying versus which ones I am truly enjoying? That was probably one of my funnest videos I've done in maybe a year. Uh, and, and here's why, um, the, the owner of that company sent that guitar out and he was very easy to, uh, give information to. I had to tell him first that I thought the prices were a little high. You know, one of the things that sucks about this, uh, this gig is that you interact with these companies and a company sends you a product and to you guys, it's probably, you know, you don't really put a whole lot of thought into this, but you don't maybe realize that to some people, this is not just a a product. Some people, this is their baby. This is their life. This is everything they've dreamed in their whole world coming true, and they just send it to you. And then some random dude with a camera and an internet feed's like, "Oh, this is what's wrong with it, and this is what's wrong," and you know, and you try to be, uh, like I said, I try to give feedback and not and not be you know a jerk, but try to give you know critical feedback. And some companies take it well, and some don't but he took it great. In fact, I made sure to put his, uh, response email cause he didn't see the video until you guys did. That's usually the policy here. Very rare. Do I let it very rarely do I let a company see a video before you guys do. Um, in fact, I don't, it's probably possible I've done it once or twice, but I don't, like I said, it's not, not the way I like to do things. So, um, you know, he sees it when you guys see it and then he sees what you guys see and he was very on it and very like, how do I fix this stuff? Um, and that's kind of my point. That's that means I did something correct. The critiques I gave were put out in a way that did not create a a emotional response. It or, or created a you know a logical response. He was like, okay, let me let me assess what this guy's saying. So very cool. So to answer Mahogany's question, am I keeping the Yangtze? Yeah, he's Yangsi. Uh, he's left it with me. Of course. Uh, he sent me an email. I haven't had a chance to respond to him because I got it last night. He was like, what string tree am I gonna do? I recommend to put on that guitar. And instead of responding to him, I'm actually going to do it. And then I'm going to send him pictures. In fact, everything you guys saw me critique on the guitar, I'm going to do that to the guitar and then send it to him. And then I'll give you guys an update, probably on the second channel now that I have that avenue and uh, maybe just grab my phone and talk about it. I really like the guitar. And so, so, you know, this is what's weird. (laughs) This is what's weird about the guitar, uh, that guitar and another guitar, because it's actually two and there's another video coming soon with another guitar is the reason I don't own my sir guitar anymore that Sir Telly that was in my video. I got rid of it. Um, I don't think the Inchi was as good as the Sir. And I don't think this other guitar is as good as the Sir, but the Inchi is a far cry from the $4,000 Sir price tag. And like a lot of you said, Hey, there's a couple issues for that kind of price. There shouldn't be any issues. I don't disagree with that. Obviously uh, that's how I assessed the video, the way I assessed it. And most of you guys, I didn't specifically say in that video, what I thought the price tag on that guitar should be. And, um, I think introductory price should be about $6.99 and then eventually he should be at a $7.99 price point. And then as he builds the brand, then he can raise the price because that's sometimes that's the element that's missing. Making a, a great product is first important, but then you have to build the brand behind it. And so, you know, he's got a journey to go down for that. But what I was going to say is that guitar with a couple of those adjustments that I, that I spoke about in that video, that guitar is fantastic. It's as good as anything else. And it played great. It felt great. So and I like I said I like the weight I like the way it felt and I like the way it looks so it was really cool so yeah I really enjoyed the instrument immensely just like I said it had those issues and I don't ever gloss over the issues with you guys I'll disclose whatever it is I see like I said I play it where it lands, um, there you go, uh, Peter says hey Phil just watched your video where you uh remove pickups by cutting the wiring insulation different lengths ah he says effing genius i love how you put e e effing thank you phonetically that's great for me effing genius i uh, have a great show today i don't know if it's genius That's <laughs> right <laughs> it's a this is a comedian's joke that says hey man uh he's like you ever, you ever see he goes yeah Hold on. He says, you ever use Genius too too easily sometimes? He's like, the other day, I guess my friend brought nachos. He's like, hey, man, I brought nachos. He's like, oh, Genius. So it's kind of funny. Uh, back to your statement. Uh, thank you for the compliment. So what he's talking about, it was, I did a pickup install in a video, and in the video, I actually, uh, I make sure to cut different lengths of the wires off the pickups, uh, and, and then therefore, you know, that ID is where they go. So like the shorter one goes to the bridge and the long one goes to the neck kind of thing. So you'd have to watch the video, but it's a, it's a, yeah, it's an old trick. I picked it up somewhere from somebody, like I said, I wish, I wish I could take credit. Half the stuff I show you guys is just the stuff I picked up over the years. Just share with you guys what works. That's really the only thing I can give you that's, there's a few ideas I have maybe you know, giving myself some credit. There's a few ideas I give you guys that maybe are my ideas. Most of the ideas is not that they're, they're not my ideas, obviously. Um, but I'm sharing them with you, not because I, I've, I've, I learned them, but because they worked. So it's like, I, I learn a lot of stuff and then what works I kind of share. Bradley says, I want to use my PRS for more drop tunings don't feel like uh setting up the bridge every time can i deck the bridge or is it better to just block it off i would block off the bridge um you didn't say if it was the prs ses2 or core either way i don't uh like that bridge laying on the body um i've seen it have issues and that's if it doesn't have the recess some of them have the recess behind the bridge some of them don't either way not not a good idea um, so I would block it. I don't even like it, re- uh, decked on the John Mayer Silver Sky. And it comes pretty much, I think, decked on the John Mayer Silver Sky. Or you can do it. Uh, I, I don't like it that way. Just put a block behind it. That's my experience. You'll be better for it. In my experience, um, we have Josh. Do we? No. I jumped. I jumped to Ned Mutt. Ma- Ned Nito Nito Meadow. <laughs> Nedo Meadow. Neto Middle says, "Hey Phil." He didn't say "Hey Phil." He just said "Hi." He says, uh, "Go to Magnum Locking Tuners SD510 SLNGs." Ah, okay, all right. I don't know the numbers, but I know which ones you're talking about. It says, "Useless?" Question mark. Changing strings is a hassle with them. Defeats the purpose of locking tuners. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. I. Freaking hate them, and I didn't use the curse word yet, the show. Uh, I freaking hate those uh, tuning keys. So, so what he's talking about, look, we don't need to talk about the brand. All you have to know is in locking key land, uh, obviously most of us know that there's a dial on the back side of the tuning key. You turn it, you lock it. That's how most of them work. Works fantastic. It's a great invention. You can restring with one hand, and, uh, and it's perfect. Uh, then there's like the Paul, Paul Reed Smith style ones where the locking unit locks the same way. You just turn it, but it's from the top. Also effective. The, the, even though it's not a Godot, it's these specific godos that he's talking about. Cause I have godos with the locks on the back and the great. The ones he's talking about are these weird ones where you got to turn this like collar. I don't know how to explain it. It's like a cat. It's a cap on the shaft of the, of the tuning key and you turn it. So you can line up the two holes. Then you put the string through it. Then you got to put a pick down in the groove on the top. Then you got to turn the thing and twist the pick just a certain way. And then it locks catches. And then it does this thing. And, um, yeah I freaking hate it <laughs> and you know it's funny I, I I've gotten now so fast at them that if somebody hands me one I just do it real fast um but that's so that's not why I hate it because at this point I've just kind of learned to do it I hate it because you hate it and everybody seems to hate it and half the people I deal with are like, I can't get this to work right and, <laughs> and it's a flawed design and they need to ditch it they, look I don't understand it's like the guitar industry. And now it's time for a rant. I need like little cool little things that pop up. Phil's rants, rants, rants. Um, this guitar industry drives me crazy sometimes when we know a product doesn't work. There's better products, and the company that makes that product makes the better product. Like in Godo's case, knock it the I'm still not Christian yet. Freak off. Knock it off. We don't need it. Those tuning keys suck. <laughs> now here's what I like about that. There's someone right now gonna tell me they like them. Good. I'm glad you like them. But you should have to buy the old used ones because the rest of us are sick of them. <laughs> uh, I just say that because here's what I will tell you. Um, every time a company sends a guitar out <laughs> for review, every time one has one like those tuning keys on there, I'm like, great. <laughs> it sucks. All right. So in other words, uh, if you make a better product, stick with the better product. Stop making the crappy product and the better product. Okay. Or maybe I'm totally wrong, which is very, very possible. Maybe Godot did stop making them a long time ago, but they suck so bad. They've just been in warehouses all this time. <laughs> <laughs> They're still selling. So every once in a while, when a dealer's not paying attention like that, they what kind of tuners they didn't they didn't say ship out the the old Magnum ones with the top turny thing. I don't even know what you call it, stupid thing. Uh, it says, I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was mostly for commutic humor, but mostly also because it's a frustrating tuner. Uh, <laughs> angst, angst Wolf Wolf with a t- damn you. What what is this? Angst. I, I, you know what? It's probably a real name, and I'm just so middle class american i just can't figure it out so it's what a public education gets you anyways it says what's the best home repair for a two inch dent i oh man not only do i jack up your name i have no great answers for this question says he chipped his polyurethane finish it's black japanese strap from the 80s which is a cool guitar epoxy with gloss paint thanks i have no idea that would be a nathan question um that that as soon as you say two inch dent that's out of my wheelhouse for what i can repair I repair dents. I repair finish, uh, all kinds of finish flaws, small chips, things like that. Stuff I can finish and buff and do stuff. And I own an airbrush, so I can airbrush things and fix things. You know, and I and I could do a pretty decent job. But yeah, that stuff's just too far out of my thing. So I, unfortunately, I don't have an answer. But I will tell you, uh, it's an '80s uh, Japanese Strat. So just love the relicness of it, man. That's just love it. Love that dent. That's what I would say. Love it. Don't fix it. It's a cool guitar. It's got miles on it. It's an old... (laughs) Think about this. It's in 1980, right? It's a classic. Let it be dented. Nowadays, you have to pay more for that stuff. That's what I would... That's really my real suggestion to you, is just learn to like it the way it is. Unless that chip is doing something, like it's scratching you or doing something... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put the time into it. The my guess is whatever fix you come for is never. You're always going to see it. It's not going to be a huge big difference. It's not worth it to have it done at a professional shop because not that the guitar is not worth anything. It is. It's just the shops are going to be just unrealistic, um, price wise in this market. So that's my suggestion. Antique rocker with a bunch of capital letters and then no <laughs> letters says I have a PRS SEHB hollow body two with a piezo. This it is it's a Piazzo. Piazzo. Uh, it says, uh, and an Epiphone uh, Les Paul Ultra 3 both seem to be wired with the blend output jack as mono. Okay. How difficult to convert the jack to stereo? Oh, I got gotcha. you. So, what you want to do is you want the blend jack to split to why? <laughs> I don't know the Les Paul Ultra 3, I haven't seen one uh i don't think i've seen one in person but the Hollowbody 2 se uh has the two output jacks you have the mono and then oh so it sends out two monos that's what it does so it, i don't think it does a mono stereo right so you want to do a stereo i don't know the answer to this question Isn't that what's interesting I, I mean i would know it if i pull that board out i need to look at where it, what it's sending that's really what it comes down to is what is it sending hmm that's interesting what I would do, antique rocker, is is uh, I think the hollowbody two core does have a mono slash stereo, so they might be totally different modules that are not. Comp- compatible to do those things but if they are i would look at the schematic for the hollow body 2 core and see what it's showing you and if there's a way to tap into that from the new one because they did modify the see that i don't know if you know this but uh uh, jack at prs told me that the hb uh, the hb2s the hollow body 2 se's i said the acoustic on those sound better than the cores because i you know had one of each and i was comparing them and he said yeah it's because they the, when they developed the LR bags unit for the hollow body 2, they improved it. So um, maybe when they improved it, it's one of the changes, but I would look at that schematic. Sometimes the best way to fix a problem is look at uh, a way some, something else is wired up and then compare the two and put them side by side. And you'll see what's, what aligns up and what doesn't very quickly. Josh Smith, what's up? He says, Hey, just a tip for the brass, a potentiometer sleeve tip. That's from that video I did this week. This has helped a protect helped a project out big time have a great weekend everybody thank you i appreciate that yeah you know what's funny is i it's one of those things that i never see sometimes sometimes i do a video and i go wait do they see what i'm showing them they're going to be so you know impressed or something And I, I feel good and i go to bed at night with a big smile going i did good today and then sometimes like that video i go oh, i gotta just show them how to do this thing they all know this i thought i was going to get a, like of course you do the sleeve everybody knows that and it's one of those things like i just oh maybe i didn't know maybe i didn't know everybody didn't do that so i'm glad i'm glad it worked out that way i love it when peace information gets out to the everybody um clown of house cats says hey oh, i'm excited about this he says posted an unboxing video of the zither stand to share to the audience to his audience okay brought up how zither was 1400 stands behind and still majors anyways yeah you know tony is a great guy so you know like i said i want to kind of hit that again um i will watch the video for sure clown of house cats like i said i'm addicted to oh and that segway perfectly so in a second uh to to my know your gear logos um Because like I said, every time you guys, it's, you know what it is. It's every time you guys do anything with the logo, I'm always just humbled to, to all extremes of it. I mean, it's really like, I think it's this weird feeling every time I feel like it's an out of body experience. Like I shouldn't be experiencing this experience as someone who never, never had any, remember I was repairing guitars and I started making videos on YouTube. I never thought I was going (laughs) to, you know, perform in front of people or be in front of people, talk in front of people, uh, you know, uh take videos take you know pictures be this way you know it's so it's it's just still weird to me and that is the weirdest thing is when i see anybody enjoying like anything from the channel i'm always like it's like i said it's like it's almost like it's not me experiencing it i'm watching it like who is this person and what are they interested in it's really fun for me so i'll check out your video for sure but you know what brought that up was i got a shirt remember i talked about last week i got a shirt and i you know, my wife had to wash it. I'm going to show it to you right now. I got a letter. I'm not going to read the whole letter. Uh, so because of the time constraints. Let me show you the shirt. What? It's a know your gear shirt, but he's got an axe. It's an axe. It's a real axe, not a, an axe. And it says know your axe <laughs> with an axe that I can't point at. Look, with an axe. And uh, I got the shirt. So I got a, a know your axe shirt that was sent to me. This was sent to me by Dave. Dave. And uh, Dave uh, teaches um axis <laughs> he's an axe tech this is what he says um he says i'm gonna read some of this he goes hey uh just a small token of my appreciation for you and your channel uh we actually teach axe fighting he teaches axe fighting that sounds so damn cool <laughs> um oh you know what i should show the back if i can i don't know how to there i hope that works i'm not not really set up for For this, but anyways, anyways it says, uh, the uh, the backs, uh, by the way, for those listening, the backs had the Pittsburgh Combat Club logo on it, which is where he teaches axe fighting, and he couldn't resist placing an axe with another axe. In other words, right? Uh, He says, I hope you enjoy this shirt, and uh, and he goes into some personal stuff, and I don't know if I should read that, so I'm not gonna read that, but uh. I appreciate the gift, man. Really, really cool. He's a patron of the channel, too. Dave, uh, thank you. In fact, it's signed David, so I should call him right by, by the right name instead of Dave. Sorry. <laughs> people. I wonder if people would do that to you. I always get, should I call you Phil or Philip? And I... I don't care. I notice women generally call me Philip and men call me Phil, and I have no choice, like whether they did that or not. And so over the years, it's just I just assume <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Don't care either way. So David, thank you for the gift. This I love. By the way, it, you know, um, I did some of these mashup shirts with other channels. I've done mashup shirts for other things, um, and uh, but I, I've never had anybody mash up my logo and send it back to me. <laughs> You're the first one, and uh, I love it. Like I said, it's really. Really cool, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Like I said, it's a it's a humors me very much in a, in a very deep level. So thank you for that. Uh, let's let's do this. We have got one hour. Hi, I got to switch screens. See how many of you are here? There's probably thirty of you. Hey, there nine 900- hundred. <laughs> I dropped my pocket knife on the metal pipe thing that my desk. So <laughs> so why am I excited? Well, here's the deal. I want to do some exciting stuff. Why? Because the show, I told you, the, the views have shot up on the show. We were averaging, at the beginning of this year, this live show was averaging twenty to 25,000. 25,000 would be the roundup number of views on YouTube. And, of course, a bigger multiplier on the podcast platforms, which is really good. However, if you noticed, I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but if you noticed, that show now is averaging 30, 35,000 views on youtube plus uh, so that's up a substantial amount obviously it's about 17 percent overall is, like I said don't don't you're like hey that's not the right number it is if you take the entire number that i look at which is every episode uh and anyway so we're up about 17 18 on both po- uh both the podcasting platform and the youtube platform so what does that mean it means there's a lot more of you hanging out with me i appreciate that so i thought how do we do something cool and believe it or not uh, there's a couple things that I thought I would tell you guys. One, I had some extensive conversations with Sweetwater. Since you guys are the po- uh, the podcast crew, I want to tell you that this beautiful guitar behind me, this D'Angelico de- guitar, there's a video. It will either be out tomorrow at 2 or Sunday at 2. I haven't decided yet. It's done. The patrons already saw it. They gave me their, their you know, they gave me notes and I changed some things. It'll be out tomorrow. I'm going to give that guitar away to you and you. <laughs> okay? Um. So, Actually, Sweetwater's helped when we do that. So Sweetwater reached out. Basically, you'll see what's up going on in the video. They really want to hit it hit it hard this this Christmas, of course. And they they basically asked me if I would do a bunch of videos. I'm going to be doing a lot of videos, reviews, just the same thing I always do. Just they let me pick all the stuff. It's everything I picked. They didn't pick any of this stuff except for that. But that they didn't pick. You guys picked, um, which we'll explain tomorrow. I don't want to ruin that. So I was like, okay, I like it, you know, when the channel has stuff like that, you get an infusion of excitement. But whenever I work with the bigger companies, it really wants me to drive harder to kind of get the smaller companies back on the channel as much as I can. So believe it or not, I have this friend, his name is TJ, and he owns this company called Guitar Crate. Now, this isn't a sponsored video, and it is and it isn't, okay? It it technically is sponsored because he's sponsoring the giveaways, but I want to let you know, he's not paying me anything, Okay. Uh, and he did not contact me. I contact him. Why is that important? It's not important for the legal disclaimer stuff. It's important that you know why this is happening because it's, it's important to me why it's happening. Um, TJ, I've known TJ for a few years now. I've opened a couple of his boxes. He's been trying to grow this business, him and his partner. They're, they're just, you know, entrepreneurial guys trying to do this thing where basically you can Uh, Sign up and they send you either a $25 thing or a $45 thing of stuff and we've opened it and you just get stuff It's to expose you to different accessories every month, right? It's up to you if you're into that stuff again I'm not here to kind of, you know, sell it to you. I'm just here to tell you about it However, the one thing I want to tell you is in the link down below he's it's not an affiliate link (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna give anybody who buys anything off his uh, website which is like pedals or any other stuff accessories just not the boxes 15% off so a lot of cool pedals but here's what I wanted to do and I've decided I'm gonna pick who am I gonna pick hold on a second I'm gonna pick two people believe it or not right now um well I'm gonna pick one right now (sighs) okay first there it is okay so here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna open this box Why? Because I need to show you guys stuff. I did ask him to send me this box. However, so this is a $45 box. Okay, you get a box. I'm not going to add it up. If you want to see what the value of these things are, I have a video where he sent me one once and I reviewed it. Um, So what's in here in this thing? uh, Balance tension 9 to 40 strings. You can pick when you order yours if you want 10s or 9s, if you want acoustic or electric. So essentially in this box, you're getting two sets of Daddario strings, 10s and 9s. You're getting, oh, you're getting the no- Music Nomad Tune-It. Every string change. This is uh, like the lubricant stuff. I use uh, lubricant and stuff. This Tune-It stuff works great. I swear by all these kind of stuff. Any of this lubricant stuff for your nut uh, and the guitar. That's cool. That's a cool thing to get. You're getting a strap. This one's re- Oh, this is a padded locket strap made in the USA. And it's got a, oh, oh, it's on a spring. Okay, that I didn't know about. So it basically hooks over like it's leather or leatherette. And then it's got this little plastic thing. Look at that. Locks, and I'm sure it's on both sides. This is red nylon. Yep, that's cool. I should I have to explain, like hey, to the listeners, this well, this might get edited out. Sometimes the listeners don't get this, like I said, hear everything. Uh, so this locks the other side. So you're getting a main USA nylon strap and red. So that's great. And... Uh, then you get a, a 10 of uh, Guitar Crate picks. Some more picks. There's more picks in here. And you get a polished cloth, right? So um, so it's pretty cool. And then you get some more picks. So, so polished cloth. And I'm sure the Music Nomad stuff's expensive. I don't know. My guess is I don't know, but probably 15 bucks. I mean, usually this stuff's kind of expensive. Like I said, I've done videos where we've kind of checked it all out. So that's the box. That's what you get. Um, there is, a there is a, uh, a thing on his website. I saw this where you can buy somebody. It's like a hundred dollars, 150, $200. You pick a number and you buy it and then you can send it off as a gift. So you send somebody a hundred dollar gift. So why am I doing this? Well, basically here's what I did. I reached out to him. I figured it's Christmas. He's coming. He's just like I said, it's just two guys putting these things together, trying to build a business. I said, how can we help them on our channel? Here's what I decided to do. Uh, He sent me one of these to check out. I'm going to uh, talk about it every week until the next one comes. We're going to do 10 episodes. next 10 episodes, I'm going to give one of these away to a viewer. He's agreeing to ship this. He'll ship it to him, so I don't have to do that. Isn't that great? I just pick one of you guys, and you're going to get a box like this shipped to you, and I'll pick one of you. But today, this box, the one he sent me, when we're done with it, it's going to go to oh I'm not I'm not old I'm vintage. Yes, I picked randomly just through scrolling real fast one of the uh one of the uh moderators so that's a, a gift so he so i have something to show you guys there it is i'm gonna give that to a moderator uh which is i'm not old i'm vintage you're getting some strings man you're getting some stuff i'll actually throw some new gear swag in there too if i got it uh sometimes i say that and then i gotta go check with the wife and she's like we're out <laughs> but if i have stuff i'll throw it in there uh so that's what i thought i'd do um to get to win it let's uh, let's uh, pick somebody let's uh, let's figure this out you have to you have to be in the united states because that's where he ships to like i said TJ's going to ship this thing Um, and let's see, uh, I like, I, oh, you know what I, you know what I should do? This is what I'm going to do. Let me, give me a second. You know what? Gina Short, I hope you're in the U.S. Gina Short, she put, well worth it, actually. You know what? If she thought that, she deserves it. Gina short is super simple. Uh, email me anytime from now on, uh, to pmcnight 7 com. I'll have, a, there's links in my videos, uh, just send me that you're the winner and, uh, where you want it sent? Again, it has to be in the U S if she's not in the U S we'll pick somebody else and I'll, I'll send Gina a shirt. Okay. Um, cause that I can do through, uh, Teespring and it ships anywhere in the world. And, um, and uh, I'll forward it to TJ and he'll ship this out to you. And uh, we'll do one of these every week. And like I said, it gets uh, gets him on your guys' radar. It's the time of year if you're going to do stuff like this. That's how I think of this stuff. You know, if you have somebody to think about, like I said, and he's giving you discounts and stuff and you're helping out a small business, because trust me, you're going to be hearing about the big businesses. Everybody's, you know, it's going to be Fender, Gibson, and Sweetwater till Christmas. Might as well try to get some of the smaller guys. By the way, if you have a small business... And you want to be mentioned on the show, you know, I've done Tone, uh, Shack, I've done, uh, you know, other brands too. If I can mention them to you guys, I'll mention them. Like I said, this show is sponsored by my patrons. So I don't need sponsorships. So there's no money needed, none of that stuff. Um, I just try to minimize <laughs> the the costs of shipping and doing stuff, right? Try to keep that – try to keep it under normal. Sometimes, you, like I said, sometimes it gets a little – little nuts when you look at it when you ship five or three, you know, five or six things and you look at the my wife's like six hundred dollars in shipping I'm like holy crap what did i ship <laughs> so all right i hope that was fun and it's also you know what i asked for it's a nice little break in the day for me a break in the show it gives me something to do and keep the momentum going so there you go i hope it all works out well t- i'll let you know i'll let you know if uh, if hopefully Gina's is in the u.s for this <laughs> all right um what else we have questions. Let's get to the questions. Let's get back to work, Phil. Get back to work. It says Uh Ace says, Hey Phil, I'm 22-year-old who recently discovered Dawkins. Hell yeah, you did. That is awesome. I remember oh man, Dawkins. I'm still a Lynch freak. In fact, I'm I'm I rip off Lynch so much in what I play, which doesn't come across in any YouTube videos. But if you ever see me play without being a YouTube Demo review channel where I'm trying to just demo stuff. Dude, I always go to these like Dawkins esque riffs. Anyways, thank you for getting me excited about that. <laughs> it's just, I wanted to know if you've ever tried George Lynch LTD Tiger Stripe Signature Guitar. I did. It's amazing. Buy it. Uh, the cheap one, not the ESP. I've played both. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a, a, a secret Lynch addict. Uh, so, uh, I had Lynch uh, uh, do a clinic in my store. Look, I only did two clinics in, in 13 years of having the store. I only had two clinics come in. I had a uh, a Gretsch clinic uh clinician come in and do a Gretsch clinic and I had George Lynch and uh and that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> because i i just like george lynch um so uh yeah i love that guitar it's a great guitar um i used to have the kamikaze and i got rid of it kind of regret that and i had a bones guitar and uh you know what's funny is a picture of that came up on my like my facebook you know it's like you know how, like facebook likes to remind you when things were awesome they're like remember seven years ago when you were doing something cool and not the crap you're doing today and you're like oh thanks Facebook. For reminding me that, because you never post like the bad stuff really on Facebook. I mean, maybe sometimes. So most of the time, when Facebook's like six years ago today, you were thinner, cooler, and doing something fun. You're like, "Fuck you, Facebook." There's my curse word for the show. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so so uh, they they had a picture of my Lynch guitar. What's funny is my daughter's 16 now. Uh, she sees the picture and she smiles at me because um, the Bones guitar. To give you a reference of it. Um, it was about 10 years ago when I owned the Bones guitar, I sold the Bones guitar because it scared the crap out of my daughter all the time. So, <laughs> and I don't know why I just didn't put it in a case and put it in the closet, probably because I just thought if I wasn't using it, it's time to let it go. But, uh, to answer your question, Ace, dude, buy the LTD Tiger. It's great. Look. The only main difference between the LTD Tiger and the ESP-1, besides the enormous price tag, in my experience playing them both, and multiple ones too over the years, is that maybe the LTD might need some polishing on the frets and a little setup stuff. But trust me, you can take that guitar and get it set up anywhere or just do it yourself. You'll be fine. Get that guitar. By the way, check check them out. Uh, I would, uh, yeah. And then, once now you're like docking, <laughs> now you're on the road. You're on the right road, buddy. It's like, it's like I, I feel like excited, like, you know, <laughs> it's like somebody just dis- discovered like the Blues Brothers or something. You're like Yes. Great movie. You need to watch that movie. You need to check out Dawkins, Keep going. You're <laughs> Lots of cool stuff to check out. But yes. Um, and you're 22, which means you have a lot of great mu- music to discover in your life and enjoy all of it. Um, so there you go. Grubby Mike Guitar. Hey, what's up, buddy? He, and he says, and he oh, always, he always says for the tone jar and why not? He says, happy Friday. How is the lovely Mrs. McKnight's foot? Is she, uh, is she recovering well? She is, uh, she's working her butt off, uh, this week. Uh, she was handling, she's fixing all my mistakes from the stands that I made last week. I it got fixed by the way. Everyone's stands got shipped except for anyone who, bought them real i think there's four stands so here's the good thing everyone should have tracking numbers sent to them and she's handling it all so if you have any issues we're taking care of it which i don't think there's a whole lot i saw one person might have a damaged that she's taking care of that and then uh there's four people so if you're like hey i didn't get my tracking number you're one of the four and we know about you uh, because she's audited the audit the audit to make sure because uh tony has been doing a fantastic job on their side in texas shipping out the stands i don't know if you know understood maybe i wasn't clear with this Uh, you guys were buying off my site, and then he, I send him your orders, and then he ships them out straight to you. It's how we discussed. We didn't want to ship things twice. Um, Tony is a funny guy, and one of the things he said, which I don't disagree with in any way, he says, I don't want to ship things twice you know, because at first I was like, well, I'll order the stand, ship them to me, and then I'll ship them to the viewers. And he's like, I don't want to ship things twice. And he's like, I don't want to pay the shipping guys two times if I don't have to. I don't need, like, don't we, we don't need all those resources expended. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. And today's technology, or you can order it from me. I can send him an Excel spreadsheet with all the orders. He fulfills it, sends it back to me to tracking numbers. That's what's happening. So send it to him he makes stands cuz he can do it he's doing it on the as soon as we get he gets the orders he done it you guys know you're none of you guys are waiting you know like a month to get your stands he's knocking them out in days ships them out sends us back the tracking numbers and then we update it in our sales system on our website and it emails you guys out and so you know there's 19 stands left so the way it worked out remember i told you i didn't know how many stands to do so we decided that maybe we should do 25 but the patrons bought 23 and i said well that's not going to work so then i go well maybe we'll do 50 i wasn't sure and then you guys bought 35 immediately and i was like on top of the 23 and i go well we can't do 50 because because we want to make sure everybody like i said i want to make sure everybody who wants to get one gets one and then we're done with that particular limited edition stand and stuff. Uh, so where we're at now is 81 stands have sold. So we are like, Well, at this point, we got to go to 100. So we're going to 100 stands. So there's 19 left. So if you guys want to order stand, order stand. There's 19 left. I'm going to do a video about them, but I if it's to sell the last 19 and then and then maybe we'll do something different. I don't know. Like I said, keep it fun. So what else? <laughs> oh, he asked how her foot's doing. Her foot is in a brace and she's. You know, she's taking ibuprofen and she's uh, she's doing a lot of clerical work this week. Um, My son has been taking up the slack Uh, today or this week today because of this week, we gave away the PRS guitar Mira and a viewer named Sam won it. And what's great about that is he's uh, he works at the VA hospital with. Blind veterans, obviously, well obviously veterans, but blind veterans, and he does music therapy and stuff, and he's like, Hey, just so you know, man, this is great. You know, and so it's great. It's going to a great person, great, you know, uh, someone who can actually use that PRS Mira. So that was cool. And uh, today what happened was I boxed it. My wife did all the, you know, data entry stuff to ship the ship it, and my son took it to the to the FedEx. And so we're getting stuff done. So but thanks for asking, Grumpy Mike. I'll let her know you asked. Ray says, ordered a Fishman performer amp. Will I be disappointed? I plan to use it for gigs with a J45. Um I I've liked all the Fishman acoustic amplifiers that I've I've used. Um, I never had the performer. I had the loud box. There's two loud boxes. I don't remember which one I had. I had the bigger one. I don't know what the definition, you know, naming is different of the two, but I had, you know, the loud box, the larger one. Loved it. Works, whoops. L- worked great. So, to answer your question, Will you be disappointed? No. I don't think Fishman's a disappoint company. Um, It's a good quality stuff. You know what I mean? That's, you know, there, there's always, you can always find stuff cheaper. You can always find stuff, you know, I mean, this is how it works. You can always find stuff better. You can always find stuff ch- cheaper. That's not always the question. The question is, is it a good product? I think it's a good product. I think you will be happy. Richard just did a super chat and so did Seth to support the channel. I appreciate that. Richard... Also, the super chat. He said, "Just wanted to send ten dollars, okay, for no reason." Only lets me do four ninety nine times two. Thanks for all. <laughs> That's weird. I... <laughs> you know what? It's YouTube, man. <laughs> every day on YouTube is like imagine learning your job. Like the... every day on YouTube is like going to work and it's in a different place and you have a new job to learn today. You're like, where do they put stuff now? Well, how does everything work? How what's an algorithm and why is it not doing what it needs to do? Um, so thank you, buddy. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Fa- uh, Sasha with an S says, 1985 money. Okay. For nothing blares on the radio. I immediately went and bought a guitar. Okay. Oh, so in 1985 money for nothing blares on the radio. Okay. All right. A little dire straits there. And you immediately went and bought a guitar only guitar in my town was a Harmony Flying V. Harmony, yes. You know what? That was another brand. Yeah. We, for 40 bucks, I learned on it for three years. Uh, uh, Fool Me, Fool Me, Fool Me sold it. Oh, Fool, basically, uh, he's, uh, Sasha's a fool because he sold it, uh, but recently found one worth the money to turn it into a player. No, it's not worth the money, but should you do it? Those are two separate questions and I don't think they should actually be combined. And here's why. You want a practical answer to a non-practical question, right? Should you buy your wife roses? Should, well, maybe the answer is yes, but should you, you know what I mean? You know, indulging yourself is not a practical question. You want to relive a moment in your childhood. That's really what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? There's this nostalgicness in there. It's just something, hey, look, we need the joys. Every little joy that we get is hard to come by. It's rare. And that's why it feels so good when you have them. So my advice to you is, is decide if you really want it and then buy it. And if you don't really want it, then don't buy it. But don't try to logically, and this is my experience talking to you you know, <laughs> the crap I've done because I've done this. I've chased down little, like those little memory lanes and Hey, look, sometimes it pays a dividend. It it does. And sometimes it doesn't, but it had nothing to do with whether it was a good deal. It was a lot of money I spent. It always had to do with, did it really incite the feeling that I wanted? And uh, sometimes it, it does. And like I said, you have to decide, does it really matter to you? Um, Cause here's, what's really going to be on it. Let's be honest for a second. Like really honest, that guitar is going to spend its life on the wall okay uh you know my buddy Joe <laughs> Joe Joe who's been on the channel a long time ago and of course Joe he once said something to me I was I was uh, I was playing a guitar it was a less expensive guitar and it was really cool and I go I really like this guitar and I go do you think I should get it and I was I don't know where we were somewhere store somewhere and he goes oh yeah I could really see you playing that with your nicer guitars on the wall staring like he's like I see you staring at your nicer guitars playing this less you know you know this lesser guitar and I was like yeah, you're right. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I started laughing, not because it was an, a great guitar. It was, was great, but I understood what he was saying. He's like, you're not going to play that guitar and stare at your other guitars that are nicer. That doesn't make any sense. So here's what I'm telling you, uh, Sasha. You're probably going to play your nicer guitar that you have now and stare at this Harmony guitar. So here's a, here's a piece of advice that I would suggest. If you can find this Harmony V guitar and it's not psycho-priced, Maybe buy it and not immediately update it, (laughs) not immediately make it playable, not immediately put all the money and time in it. Maybe baby step this in. Right. Um, You know, it's sometimes because it isn't a lot of money sometimes we as guitar players especially on the collection side of our mindsets will do silly things because if we were collecting cars, you wouldn't do this like my friends don't that buy that buy and fix up old cars they don't just buy and fix up a car in a weekend it's a process over months right of expenditures so sometimes maybe we should follow that advice and you can buy this guitar and stare at it feel that emotional charge maybe if you decide you're over with that moment you can sell it off and maybe it's a little bit of loss but hey you know in the grand scheme of things you know what i mean did you miss out on a steak dinner who knows but you have a good time you enjoy it and then if you decide you're going to continue to enjoy it and use it maybe put the money in it that's just my thoughts but i always like to see what other comments come in from 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 questions like that by the way thank you for the extremely large super chat one of those things that points out for 50 bucks super chat you could have just put it towards the guitar (laughs) so but i appreciate you asking my thoughts on it I, i really be interested in what you do like i said um just like the Dawkins moment again a few minutes ago with ace you know what i mean there's something about nostalgia and you don't have to be that old i was nostalgic at 25 years old at 25 years old i was like oh remember back when we were 18 that's that's the thing about nostalgia you're always wanting that old old moment because it was great right uh rodrigo says i don't know he says rodrigo del Pion pion i'm gonna say pion like neon pion pion says uh how would you match specific guitars with specific amps like single coils humbuckers and p90s how would i do it or how do i do it that's better uh so how do i do it um I don't. I really don't look at it that way. Um, what I've learned is this. When the amp is doing its thing, when the amp is a beautiful amp, when you when you find an amp that's great, it doesn't matter which one of those guitars are on, in there. That's what I've really learned. There are amps that just sound better with single coils versus humbuckers versus P90s. That, of course. There's guitars that only sound good with certain amps, all that stuff. Sure, there's all kinds of reasons why that works. I'm okay with that. But deep down, I can tell you right now, the amps that I truly love, that I truly play, that I will always keep and have kept now for many, many years in my life, they don't they, – they sound good with anything. <laughs> and they sound good without adjusting them. Um, I specifically was showing a friend of this a couple of weeks ago when I was literally plugging into uh, an amp, and I was playing uh, – at that time, I was playing my SG. And I'm playing it, and I go, I love this sound. And I put the SG in, and I just to show them this, I grabbed the Telecaster. I plug the Telecaster in, no adjustments to the amp. I was playing Overdrive, distorted even. No adjustments, and the Tele sounded fantastic. Different, totally different. Two totally different sounds, but both very beautiful and sounding the exact way I would hope something sound. So how would I match it? That's exactly how I do it, is... To me, if I have an amp, and that's sometimes where I've come to the problem of an amp, is it sounds great with my Strat, but not my Les, Ball, Les Paul and vice versa, that I I don't find I ever end up keeping that amp. As much as that amp does, it sounds good, even if it sounds good. To me, I'm, I'm looking for like this holy grail of it does everything kind of moment. I really needed to ha- to do that. Um, and uh, and I, I found it's not that hard to find those amps. It's not a price thing, so you know. Doesn't have to be expensive. Just certain amps. Just, they just they voice well with everything, or it's your style and playing, and everything matches. Remember, because it's all these equations come together. Your style, the way you, you know, obviously the way you play, your technique, um, you know, the amp, the guitar, everything comes together, and it's just right. When it's all right, you, you don't even need to ask. You just know. Sorry, I'm looking at the clock. We're doing good. We have Seth, who says asked last week. What should I get first between an AC15 and a SV20H? And found a totally mint AC15 on Craigslist for 350 bucks. That's a great deal. Uh, also picked up a Rosewood neck Strat. Yeah, 350. That's a great price. You'll get, you know, your AC15. You're great. I think that's what I paid for the one I bought. I think I paid 350. I'm pretty sure I paid 350 plus tax, so probably around 380, and then I sold it for 400 bucks. And, and, uh, so I was able to get in and out of it. And, uh, so I'm curious, I'm, seeing, I'm curious to see what you, you think. Like I said, it's a good amp. Um, I didn't love it and, uh, but it had nothing with the amp. The amp is, I think is a great amp. It was just for me, it's just, I, I just wanted an amp that has more bass, low end, not low end warmth. It's a really clear punchy amp that has a sound and I'm more of the darker sounding amp from, for me. Uh, like I say, when I do YouTube videos, I try to stay with these neutral sounds that kind of appeal to a bigger audience that just makes more sense for making the content because you guys are trying – I'm trying to help you guys hear what this product maybe sounds like and maybe that's a better way to go. But for me personally, I'll make everything sound really dark if I can just because I like, I like the way that sounds. I like it sounding that way. Michael Nielsen, what's up, buddy? So, you know, Michael's from, well, it's, actually, his channel is self-titled now. His channel, I think it was originally Big Hairy Guitars, uh, but now it's it's just Michael Nielsen. But it is Big Hairy Guitars as well. Fantastic player, great channel. What does he want? He wants, why did you why'd you super chat? me? You should, oh, I don't have my phone. So, even if you texted me, it wouldn't come through. So, maybe that's why you super chatted me. It says, hey, Phil, do you know the difference between the Sterling AX3 versus the AX3 sub? Thinking about picking one up uh, don't want to pay money for, uh, an EBM, uh, Wolfgang. Um, I thought the sub, the sub series, I thought was, I, so the answer sadly enough is I probably don't know because I'm trying to do stuff off of what I think I know. And that's always a bad road to go down. I thought the sub was a, like for a while they had the brand sub, they put sub on stuff and it, it meant like it was a lower tier or something. That's what I thought, but I, I don't even know anymore. Um, I understand about not wanting to pay for the EBM, uh, the Ernie Ball uh, Music Man Wolfgang. Uh, well, it wasn't the Wolfgang. <laughs> I know what you mean. You want the Eddie Van Halen one. See, the e- Ernie Ball one wasn't a Wolfgang, right? The Wolfgang was the PV and then now the EVH branded. The Ernie Ball was just the Ernie Ball. Uh, well, it was called an Axis too, right? I'm pretty sure they're all the Axis, even I think when Eddie Van Halen, I think it was still called like the Eddie Van Halen Axis, because the Axis comes from the machine that makes the neck is called an Axis machine that makes the asymmetrical, ne- asymmetrical neck. And it's off memory off of something I read. Um, so I think that's the way I understand it. Um, but uh, so here's what I'm thinking. Uh, what I remember about sub playing them, because I have picked up a bunch of sub sub basses, sub uh, guitars. I don't remember feeling anything substandard about it so i don't know i don't know i just didn't i just went down that road last year with you uh, so you know that you're about to go to i went and bought an uh a, the music man access and uh i liked it i just you know it's it didn't do it for me it was i wanted it because of eddie van halen and i was like okay he loved it it's a great guitar because i know it's a great guitar and then what i realized is my hands are just too big for that neck it's just too small for me it just feels weird and then i wasn't playing it and and uh, and I have an Eddie Van Halen striped guitar. So I was like, all right, I'm good. And I have a, an actual Wolfgang or a Wolfgang PV It has the chunk of your neck. And that being said, that that sounds like that's the reason why, but that's not it. It's because I have the striped one. I play the striped uh, EVH guitar. I love that guitar. I play it. This Wolfgang, I, I dig it a lot. I'm pointing at a Wolfgang, for those of you. Uh, but I don't ever play it. It, it literally, just because I'm an Eddie Van Halen fan, I bought it. And I, and I pick it up and I strum it. And I kind of, you know, reminisce, and, reminisce, but I don't. I don't play it. Hold on a second. Okay. So, so we're on on time. Sasha is the last super chat. Um, and then I'll get through the rest and then we'll hit some other. Let's, let me grab some non, a non super chats and, and see what you guys are talking about. Let me go to the main screen and see what's going on. Okay. And then Cage uh, Pap says it was an Axis, but then Eddie joined and they wouldn't change uh, what he wanted. So when he left, it went back to being the Axis. Yes. Um, Okay, I'm just just looking at questions directed towards me, guys, real quick. Huh. Robert M. says, hey, speaking of amps, thoughts on any of the Morgan stuff? He's talking about the Morgan amps. I've been intrigued uh, by a few models. You know, what's funny is um, I hung out with Joe Morgan one night. Uh, he's a great guy. He, big, just awesome, amazing humor. Nice guy. Uh, and great amps. Uh, and he makes a Princeton-style amp. I don't know why I don't own it other than there's nowhere to buy them here and so it's just like i'll have to take a a shot at it but that's definitely an amp that uh and i know part of it for me is like if i buy it i'm not going to keep my my 68 prints and so i would just keep one and then that's my fear i get it and if i like the 68 more then now i have this morgan i have to get rid of and if I get it and I like it, well, then I'm going to get rid of my 68. And then all I really do is just have another amp that I already had. So what I'm arguing now, if the Morgan sounds a little better when I already like what I have. So that's kind of my thought process, but I want to buy one of the amps just because I like him. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy and his amps seem really, really good, but that's the amp I looked at. Um, okay. Let me, let me stay focused so I can... In the show on time, so I can do family time. Litve, hey, he did it upside down. Fa- it looks like me, but upside down. <laughs> Thanks, Litve. Uh, D Charin says uh, for the tone jar. I don't understand the tone jar, but I understand you guys like the tone jar. But I like it. It's for the, because I guess do you put tips in a jar. I guess you do. I think that's where you put tips. Usually, do bands have jars anymore with tips? <laughs> did you just VMO bands tips now? That's what I think bands should do. They should just have like a Vimo account or something. And then when you're in the audience, you just like boop with your phone. You're like, I just tipped the band. Uh, James says, Can you put electric guitar strings on an acoustic guitar? You absolutely can. Um, The only thing I would caution you about is putting the same gauge on, on an acoustic guitar is probably fine up to 12. So the reason is, is the steel strings are going to have, require more tension is, it, and again, I've never tried this. I don't know. I'm giving you speculation, right? So I haven't done an experiment. I don't know specifically, but I would imagine that's required because that's usually what's required when they change the metals and strings. Sometimes you get more st- steel, based strings versus nickel string stuff. Sometimes that's what makes them feel different is sometimes that ten- the physically they have to, you know stretch them all harder to get the same pitch or sometimes not as hard depending on how you look at that. So my guess would be 12 gauge electric guitar strings on an acoustic would be approximately not the same in theory, not the same as 13 gauge acoustic strings, but closer, you know what I mean So maybe I'd be cautious after 12 gauge guitar strings and that's and it's always a little nervous when you put 13s on an acoustic. So maybe I would if I was going to do it, I'd put 11 gauge. Or some kind of hybrid 11s, maybe not 11 to 46, but 11 to 49 uh, electric strings on an acoustic to give you the same feel and the same tension response as what 12 to 56 or 12 to 52 acoustic strings are. And it's, again, just all theory because you're asking and I'm just, I am just can only guess. Um, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Maybe because you want it brighter, I, I guess. That would be the logic. It would be brighter, but you got to understand it's going to be brighter in a way that I don't think you're going to predict. It's not going to be brighter like chime brighter. It's going to be... Cl- clangy brighter I, I mean i've played a lot of acoustics with steel strings because a lot of customers have brought acoustics and they put the wrong strings on them very rarely do you find so many electric guitar that accidentally put electric uh, acoustic strings right um mostly you see people with acoustics that put electric strings because electric strings are cheaper and people probably walked in the store and bought the cheapest pack of strings went home put the, put them on the acoustic so um but yeah absolutely you can Oh, okay. So, um, also, I would also tell you that if you're going to do that before I would do that, cause I don't know the, the intent of the question before I would do that. If I was me personally, I would look at other strings that are made for acoustics that maybe are brighter. Cause that's what you're going after. If you're asking me that, if you want to know, that's the only thing you're going to get out of this is a brighter sound. So there's a way to get brighter sounds out of acoustic strings, uh, acoustic style strings. There's different materials and they do different things uh jeff harper says hey he's got a used hot rod deluxe popping and crackling on the clean that's the tubes he says tubes it's probably the tubes you at least you hope it's the tubes right so the, the tubes are going to be most likely the culprit and that's one of the easiest amps to work on the back you unplug it you can take the back panel off uh, you can do that very easily without having to reach up underneath there and try to figure out the tubes you can just take the panel off so you can see it." Um, I, uh, if you, uh, here's the thing about amplifiers. And again, I, like I said, I always tell everybody unplug them. Uh, keep in mind just cause you unplug the tube amplifier does not mean it's not dangerous anymore. The capacitors are capacitors, which means that's what they do. They're storing up some juice. And if you touch them, they're going to give it to you and you're not going to like it. Um, uh, so here's what I would definitely do, <laughs> right? Don't worry about changing tubes. It's an easy thing to do. So don't, I don't want you to over worry about this. Don't touch, the capacitors in fact just to be safe do do two things whenever working with tube amps and this is the thing i learned with tube amps and it seems pretty pretty good advice for layman's and that's what we are at this point uh one always sit on one hand that's uh, that's the best thing to do sit on one of your hands because you only want one hand touching the amp you don't want to complete the circuit that's the first piece of advice second piece of advice is if you can pull up the schematic and find out where the capacitors are and don't freaking touch them That helps a crap ton. If you can't find a schematic of what the capacitors, where they are, and you can't identify them visually, then don't touch anything (laughs) other than the tubes. (laughs) And probably still use one hand to do that. Again, you shouldn't be afraid of it. It's really not that, uh, big of a deal. Uh, it could hurt you, but if you take a little bit of precaution on it, you should be fine. But yeah, swap those tubes out. Super easy, man, just swap out the preamp tubes. And especially since you're only getting on the clean channel, uh, Interesting enough, the only thing that concerns me is, is on the Hot Rod Deluxe, I'm trying to remember if it's backwards. So on the Hot Rod Deluxe, I, I think you should get three, I think you have three preamp tubes, I think. So, again, I'm doing this off memory, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Three preamp tubes. One will probably be assigned to the power tubes. Okay. So that's, and one's probably assigned to the reverb. So it should be only one tube, and it might only be on the dirty channel. And that's why I'm telling you this. This might be the scary part of your problem. There might not be a preamp tube assigned to the clean channel on that amp. So, easy enough. But uh, either way, that's where I would start because it's an easy fix. You can just swap them around too. You don't have to buy new preamp tubes if you don't have them or have access. You can just take two swap, two preamp tubes and see if the problem moves. Like I said, uh, old fix. We've all done it for years and it works fine. Uh, David, what's up, David? Hey, thank you for the shirt, man. I appreciate it. He says, new guitar day. Just bought and received a 2019 Epiphone Emperor Swingster. Hmm. Love it, but the bridge is tilted forward. Oh, I hate that. I assume floating bridge. Common fix? Um, you know, the problem is is that a lot of the the guitars like that, um, they use cheap metal for the bridges and it it's it starts bending. Well, there's could be a couple of reasons. I'm not looking at it. So there's a couple of things. Sometimes they're bent, that's bad. Just replace them at this point. Sometimes they're not bent, they're tilted, and they're tilted because the sockets that are in the 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 in the body of the guitar are being pulled forward um and th- that I would also fix either ways uh, here's the deal either way I would fix the problem uh so and and exactly how I basically said is how you'd fix it you have to assess which one is the problems you have you have the post is bent replace the post if it's if it's not the post it's the socket where the what the post goes into the post not the post the the socket for the post I guess is uh is you're going to have to pull that out and replace those that's what I would recommend. That's what I would do. Um, what I can tell you is, you can you if you don't fix it, it's not going to get progressively worse quickly. So it takes a while for it to get worse. It will eventually get worse, but it could take a year or two or three, four. It's not going to be like in a week or two in most cases. Er Webster, what's up, buddy? I saw your new uh, your new giant saw <laughs> came in your wood crate. I think I saw it on your Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so congratulations on the giant saw. <laughs> It looked like a it looked like a heavy big project to have fun with. Uh it says favorite compressor? Easy Keely compressor. Uh I've got a, a Kong compressor on the way to try out. I'm sure that's great too. Look, I, I went compressor crazy. Um probably about six years ago. Every kind of compressor you can think of. And I like a lot of them. I like the boss compressor for what it does. It. It's cool. I like uh, the MXR compressor, the MXR comp. I like uh, uh, Lor- uh, uh, Lawrence Petros made a compressor. that was fantastic. I have one of his. It's great. Um, I, may, uh, I made. I, I like the um, the Ego Comp by Wombler. There's so many good compressors. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know what it is, but I like the Keeley. And that's funny because that was my first expensive compressor like i said i probably started my first compressor was got to be the boss and then it went to probably went to mxr and then I, i think at mxr i decided like i don't need the boss and then i went to the more expensive mxr and then i went crazy and i got like homebrew was a company that was in arizona that made great pedals and he made a fantastic compressor that was based on a rolls compressor and i got that and then i was like oh this is the holy grail and then i went up this crazy stream of crazy expensive compressors uh you know everything from EBS compressor to everybody else's compressor and really what it came back down to was the MXR was fine <laughs> it's kind of like like I said you swim upstream to realize like ah everything was the water was just the same temperature at the beginning <laughs> <And> so <laughs> so anyways um and then uh basically i i don't know what it is i just decided to land back on the Akili compressor and that's where I'm at. But that all being said, Mike, I used to use a lot of compression. I liked it. And now I don't use it very much at all. But it's because I liked it so much that it kind of just started, I noticed, not even noticing until after it happened, I started buying amps that actually have a compressed kind of sound to them. So, obviously, I was obviously used to the sound. I liked it. So, and then sometimes compressing in a very compressed sound is doesn't make sense. But, uh, yeah, the compressor sounds cool. James says, is it a bad time to buy a new Gibson acoustic? Um, no, it's it's not a bad time. If Well, here's here's what's interesting about the question. Are you saying like, you know, is it a bad time because the prices, like it's the stock market and the guitar prices are going to go down? No, I, I, like I said, used, maybe the prices will come down. New prices are not coming down. Uh, will the market change enough and then you'll get deals? Sure, of course. The economy can change and there will be deals. So, sure. But keep in mind, this is what people sometimes forget, depending on your financial uh, livelihood, if the market slows and the prices come down, it might affect you financially too. So it's going to be a lot of times apples to apples and that. Um, But the only... uh, So the, the answer to answer your question is I don't see anything other than unless you're concerned. Like I said, unless you have a financial concern, which this is a guitar channel not a financial channel so i would go find a financial channel and ask them like hey should i buy something now or wait um but in the time of uh, but what i'm saying about gibson no i will tell you this i saw gibson uh launched a bunch of price increases what i will tell you is this is a good time when gibson puts out price increases and i don't want to just say this exclusively to gibson when a guitar company puts out a price increase increase What I will tell you is a good piece of advice. This is something I can tell you, is that when you see that price increase happen, whether it's, you know, they announce it or you saw the retailers start popping it, and it doesn't matter what brand it is. As soon as I see a price increase on a brand, and if I'm interested in that guitar, I immediately buy that guitar. But what I do is I immediately try to find dealers with that guitar in stock and see if they'll honor the old price. And nine out of 10 times, eight out of 10 times, (laughs) eight out of 10 times, they'll do it. So you it's just real common. And so so you start with probably whoever your trusted source of buying guitars is, see if they do it. If they don't do it then you go, you know, uh but I I've learned that look, it, it it's it's the it's not the price increase is not real to the dealer in a lot of cases until they paid the price increase. So sometimes they have let's say like this acoustic you want. Um you you uh you ha- you want a Gibson acoustic and there's a dealer that has two of them at the old pricing and they, you know, they haven't paid the new pricing. They might play the game of, okay, well, we want to get more margin, so we're going to go to the new price and we're not going to budge. Well, fine, that's their prerogative. But definitely find out if they'll do it. Because a quick sell at the price, that's their right margin, right? Like if they bought a guitar for 1,000 and they sell it to you for 1500,, and then the price goes to 18, okay? they still paid it a1,000? They may just say, screw it, and just go, okay, yeah, why not sell it at 15 That was the price we were trying to get in the first place. So um, I will tell you this. That that I've had a lot of luck with, and I do it all the time over the years. As soon as a company checks up a price real fast, I'll go, ah, crap. I was thinking about getting one. I better find – I'll try to find a retailer now. Like, hey, we honor the old price. And like I said, most of the time, it's never a problem. Nothing more than a couple searches, and you can do it in today's day and age, unless it's just a product you can't find. Uh, d pat says i found an ltd viper 50 at the landfill holy camp that's sad and cool uh or sad that somebody threw it away and cool that you found it works and plays great but has a big crack in the body near the bolt on the neck worth fixing sure of course it's wood man fix it it's wood fix it with wood glue (laughs) remember most everything on the guitar that's wood could be fixed with wood glue uh, Think about that's what's great about it. You just get some type on wood glue and start fixing stuff. Everybody tries, like I said, everybody tries to overthink this. I don't understand why it's. it's a, we lost this whole, whole generation of people that knew how to fix anything. Literally, everybody thinks everything's complicated. It's not. It's wood. <laughs> you fix it with wood glue. Uh, So yeah, fix it. Um, And I'm not saying that for any other reason. I just want to take any kind of fear out of your your head. Just do it, man. Yeah, you found a free guitar. It's got a big chunk crack in it. Yeah. It's, get some get some clamps and some wood glue and you can fix that sucker (laughs) right some sandpaper yep you're good that's all you need a clamp some sandpaper and wood glue and if you don't have a clamp you just need a good friend that's strong and has a lot of time to waste because he's gonna be holding it together anyways uh and that's it do it yeah fix it good good job good one you know what good good job uh saving something from the landfill and and using it perfect um he says, uh, so he's got a follow-up. He says, will the LTD neck bolt onto a fender strap body? Easily. Mm, I'm going to say no, just because the shape of the uh, – it's the same size, but it's different shaped in the way that it sets in. Uh, easily is uh, an objective question in the idea of if you're savvy with some sandpaper and some time, and yeah, yeah, it can work. You may need a file because you might want to shape that heel a little bit. Stick it in there. Sure, can you – yeah, it's they're same scale. It should be both 25 and a half inch scale could be done. Yes. So that's what I'm basically trying to say. The answer, the long answer is yes. Is it can it be done? It can be done. Is it easy? Uh, and that's basically, I think what you're trying to get out at is, is, uh, it's not hard. It's just not, it just goes in. Uh, you're just, you know, a little bit of finesse, not a lot of work, just a little bit of, like I said, not a lot of tools. Think about that. You won't need a whole lot of tools, man. SCJR, I'm gonna say SC Jr. SCJR says, hey Phil, I got a bone nut cut for my nylon at a shop. The action at the first fret is one millimeter and it feels higher than it used to be. Would a would you cut it this high? Would I cut it this high? No. Look, a classical guitar sucks because not the guitar itself, but that, you know, when you cut a nut on a classical guitar, because sometimes classical players aren't looking for really low action. It's not something they really do because the problem is, is a classical guitar player is a different type of player than the electric, than the acoustic steel string player in the idea that a classical guitar players generally are looking for a very loud guitar. And that's why they get very expensive because the tops, you know, solid tops, the way the bracing is cut, everything's about getting the volume up because there's not a lot of tension on the strings. They don't create a whole lot of volume. You know what I mean? of sound i should say volume sound so sometimes they might cut the nut uh and leave it action pretty high so here's the problem i'm not a classical player although i have a classical style guitar and my classical guitar is not would would disgust a classical player and that may be your problem too is maybe your guitar is more cut for someone who's probably going to play traditional classical guitar and again i'm not looking at it. it could just be done wrong but it sounds like to me it might be high because they may thought you're just a classical player with these super strong hands and all these like you know you know because sometimes classical players do this thing that i really appreciate bass players are kind of notorious for this too playing something that's difficult like in other words high action and a crappy you know instrument not not a highly performing instrument for the sound you know what i mean that's just what they're after so that could be the problem or could be cut wrong either way it sounds like you're not gonna like it that way and there's nothing wrong with making it perform the way you want to. So that's what I would do. The only problem is I'm not looking at the whole uh, picture here. So I don't know what the neck looks like, what the frets look like. He might've, the person that did this might've put that high because you have other problems and if he lowers it those problems come up and then now you're having a new nut cut and you're having you know what I mean other issues done so that would be the question I would have for that person what was the decision to do that and can you lower it that's all you got to ask you know it's an insult it's it, and if they react poorly to that screw them you paid them don't have take no crap from somebody you paying it makes no sense I would love you have you a customer I'd be like that's the way it comes and you'd be like okay Phil and then that I'm like that's my thing. pay the bill Twice. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so yeah, ask the question. Hey, this is how it's cut. Can you explain why I, I'm not really I'm not digging it this way? Can we do it again this way? Um, only worst case scenario is I can picture is they might go, you know, you didn't say anything at first, and now you got to pay me again to do it again. I I wouldn't suggest doing that, but that's something they can push back on. And that time you'll have to decide what you're gonna have to do about that and how you want to handle that. Okay. Uh, it says, I watch for stuff six says, happy Friday, Phil, uh, for fun. What's the last tool you got that you really enjoy using? Hmm. Oh, I actually have it. Hold on a second. I'm like looking around. I know I have it here. (laughs) I know I have it. It's going to drive me crazy. I really want to show it to you. Ah, look at that. This is it. I put a link to this in every video. Okay. This is a fret. This is a a ruler for your action ruler. And it's a fret rocker. Now is my least favorite fret rocker of all time. (laughs) Okay. But it works as a fret rocker, but it's my least favorite. It is my absolute favorite action guide of all time. This is the Music Nomad action guide, string action guide gauge from Music Nomad. I have no idea what it costs. I want to tell you right now, they sent this to me. They sent me a package of tools and this was in it. I don't care. I'm going to tell you right now, I honest to God, I don't care if this thing's 50 bucks, I'd pay it. I wouldn't be happy, (laughs) but I will pay it now that I've used it. Why is it so great, you say, Phil? Why? Well, one, uh, unlike the Stu Mac one, which has a metric and then they have another one that's for standard. Um, uh, this has it on metric on one side and standard on the other side Ingenious, genius uh, apparently. And it has a hole <laughs> so I can hang it on my wall, which is great, but it's black with white writing. Oh my God. Look at this. You're going to look how well, if I could keep it in focus, you can see that's my camera won't focus. Right. But it doesn't matter. Trust me. You see how bright that's popping out. Do you know how nice it is for me? The number one problem I've had since I've been on YouTube. I mean, no number one, no exaggeration, number one problem is doing repair slash videos, repair uh setup videos, doing videos. To do videos the way you light the video, it's all this forward light on you. You can't see crap. <laughs> right? I'm basically like right now, I'm in the dark. This room is very dark and there's a lot of light hitting me. And when I'm looking at something, I can't see it, right? <laughs> this thing I can see in the dark. So imagine if I can see it in the dark, you guys can see it in any lighting. So if you don't have a well-lit shop, that's what I'm used to, a very bright, well-lit shop. Um, and so, you know, with all this like different kinds of lights and then my magnifying light and stuff. So having this has been a godsend. This is my favorite tool by far, by far, by far. And it sounds like a Tambourine when you throw it, um, but yeah, that's what I highly recommend. And I have a link for that in this video. I put a link for that in every video um, because I use it in every video. And uh, if you, if you buy it from Sweetwater, I get something. If you buy it from Music Man, Music No Man, I don't get anything. But buy it from them too. I don't like said. Or call your Sweetwater rep and save some money and don't pay me anything. Like I said, you can, if they're willing to give me a couple percentage points, maybe they're willing to give you the percentage points. Call them up and ask for the. <laughs> say hey, I was going to do an affiliate link with Phil McKnight, but instead, I want his. I think it's like 4%, maybe 5%. 5%? Ask for 5%. I don't know if I get that much, but ask for it. Okay, it says, says, uh, what does it say? Uh, Blackjack says, Hooligan, Blackjack Hooligan. I got to get the whole name. It says, I own a 1974 Guild D50. I have actually worked on one of those guitars. Beautiful guitar. The binding is starting to come off and it needs repair, but I'm afraid to take it to the local shop. What should I do? Yeah, look, I understand that. You know what I mean? If you don't have a reputable shop, someone you trust, and more important, that's what it is, someone you trust with something you love. This is, I'm sure, this is—this guitar is more than just an old vintage guitar. I'm sure it has some kind of value to you besides the monetary value. I understand it. Um, you know, look, you can't ship it to, to shops around the country. You know, there are high-end shops that do these kind of guitars. They're not going to be cheap, and, of course, you're going to take the risk of shipping the guitar into Um that's, that's the downfall of that. That's the thing. Um, the only thing I can tell you is if you can't find somebody you trust to do it, well, then you're going to have to do it yourself. So you can watch videos on how to do it and learn to do it yourself. Um, but that's it. The other thing you can do is maybe if you have a vacation coming or something, maybe you can look about if you, where you're going, if there's quality shops there and maybe take a road trip, right? Maybe it's a good time to take a road trip somewhere and get this guitar fixed. So there you go. That's what I would suggest, but I understand. But I will tell you this. If the binding is coming off, and this is just to prompt you down the road, whatever's happening in your guitar right now, it's going to continually get worse. The binding is going to kind of corrode. It's going to get brittle. It cracks. Anytime you're dealing with vintage guitars and you're dealing with anything that's bakelite, anything that's like tortoiseshell style or tortoiseshell binding or pickards, all that stuff... Whatever it's doing, it's going to progressively get worse. And the problem will either get, A, more expensive or unfixable. Nothing's unfixable, but you don't understand. They'll have to replace more than fix. And uh, so that's what I would suggest to you is that keep that in mind. You you know, you do need to, to resolve that issue with that guitar because it's just going to get worse. Uh, <laughs> I'm not old. I'm vintage says, let me cover the shipping of the box. I sent you an email with my actual name. What? I'm going to tell everyone. I'm just kidding, buddy. This is of course I forgot to include my shipping address. No, you don't have to cover the shipping of this box, man. I got this. Look, um, that's the whole point of the show. The show is look, the patron, not only has the show been up, that's how I figured out the show numbers were up. When I talked earlier show about the show being up about 17%, the patron numbers are up. Everything seems to be up. Um, like I said, we sell we sold way more stands than I ever thought we would sell. Uh, you know, it it, it so when you see something like, wow, why are we selling more than normal? Like what happened? What did I say? <laughs> ha <laughs> I said something cool. And that wasn't, it's just, there's more of you. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So yeah, no, that was in, it was factored in. That was all was factored in. So again, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, like I said, my wife's going to n- knock it out and get it out there and ship for you. And she's got a, like one of those post office, not post office, you know, UPS, not UPS, the post office, right? Those pre boxes, she drops it. in. It's like $8, man. She's got it. Thank you for being a patron. It worked out. Cause you're, you're not a, you're not just a moderator, you're a patron. So think of this, you, you're, you're, think of this, you're working as a, as a moderator and you're a patron. You're, you're supporting the channel both ways. Uh, says so David Hunter says, Phil, I need to, I need a good headphone, guitar amp. <laughs> it's way, it's way, the way it was written. It says, I need a headphone, guitar amp. Uh, does anyone make, uh, something like the cab IR pedal for headphones? Any recommendations? Um, yeah, there's tons of headphone amps, man. There's tons, tons of them out there. And uh, what I will tell you is, like, some people like the uh, that new uh, Mustang one from Fender, the Mustang amp one. I haven't tried it. Uh, I like I had used to have one of the old Korg ones. Um, uh, I mentioned a couple shows ago that I don't use, uh, you know, like little travel amps and stuff like that. That I have a rig that I use. Believe it or not, in that discussion with you guys that day. Um, this week when I had my discussion with Sweetwater about doing the giveaway for the guitar and doing some other videos, uh, for the, for the channel, you know, some products I said, Oh, you know, I, I mentioned to my viewers that I, I like this weight, you know, I have this like travel rig that I like. And so we're doing a video. I'm doing the video called the ultimate travel rig. I'm going to go through all the stuff that I did. So to let you know, I'll be going through all this stuff, what headphones I use, whatever, everything I use, why I use it and what rig I use and stuff like that. But for you headphone amps, man, there's tons of great headphone amps out there. Um, I would just set my price point about a hundred bucks. And I bet you the, the world is your oyster, so to speak. You can find all kinds of stuff. Me personally, like I said, I don't use any of that stuff because ultimately, and that's what I'll say in this video coming up, everything I do is either plugged into a tablet or a computer. So at that point, that's where I want everything at. I want to centralize my stuff. I'm never, I don't go anywhere where I can actually play a guitar without my laptop. So because I have my laptop, I want my laptop to be everything. So I use my software on my laptop. I use my interface to my laptop. I use everything that goes to my laptop. So I know you're probably, a lot of you are looking for something small and portable, and I just don't need that, uh, you know, for me for headphones. So there you go. Um, and then Sash said, "Super chat worth it." <laughs> You're right. I would sit on the wall and never would play it. He's talking about his. Uh, they're talking about their uh, R- Harmony uh, <laughs> Harmony V. Uh, Saving some money in the upgrading. You know what? Yeah, you know what it is. Like I said, I understand the impulse to want to. Look, you always want to go back, but. Like I said, I find very rarely can you go back. Okay, um, it's basically the end of the show. I have, let's just say, for the, for the we'll have two minutes because I know I said the last one would be uh, Sasha, but we got two Super Chats and I want to hit those two. And then that's the end. So we, I can go spend some time. And then next week, I'll tell you what I did with the family. I'm very excited about. Uh, Philip T says, how much of a difference would there be between an aftermarket bridge and nut, both graft Graph Tech, not Tuck. Graph Tech versus the factory Gibson ones, uh, Corian and Nashville Tunematic. Um, well, there's not a quality difference, man. That's not where you're gonna get from this. It's not like a, oh, that was crap and this is good. It's just gonna be a slight tone variance and a slight variance. Uh, I wouldn't do it. There's tons of players that do do it. I, I I have no desire to change any of the normal parts on my Gibson guitars. None of them. Uh, all of my Gibsons are stock. Uh to me if I'm going to and I have maybe don't have as many guitars or you know a lot of guitars I have a lot of guitars so to me I would spend time on a squire fixing that up before I'll fix up the nice guitars I have a different uh, philosophy for that. Some people are like, hey, I only put money in the good guitars. I'm not going to put money in a junk guitar. To me, that's where I want to put the money because I can make the Squire be awesome if I put in a new nut or do a couple of new upgrades where I expect, hopefully, that if I'm at the tier of Gibson or Fender or PRS or all this stuff, that, that that stuff's adequate and I don't have to change things out. So I change things out only when they go bad or if I specifically do not like them. You know what I mean? That, you know That does happen. Sometimes I'm just really unhappy with something. That happens. Um, but otherwise, no, I leave that stuff alone. And then your mother, <laughs> I'm not I'm not telling you guys off. That's the name. Your mother says, Hey Phil, love the channel, just dug out my uh Bujera 62 6262. I wonder what that amp is. Hmm, 6262. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. That's a great sounding amp that has the 5150 vibe. It says, uh, and uh, amp, and wanting to replace the tubes. If I get the same tubes as before, will it need to be rebiased? Well, first of all, my first advice is don't replace your tubes unless you have a problem. Everyone that uh, that I know that builds tube amps that I've talked to, the majority of them, seem to lean towards the don't fix it if it's not broken. They all will argue, yes, if you buy nicer tubes, sometimes there's better things and the tubes have different tonalities to them and different vibes. And they go into this, but it's ever, but that here's what I I, I learned from them, listening to them, interact with them and myself. If you want to be a tube connoisseur and you, you know, you want to try all the tubes and learn about tubes. And if your argument is Phil, you just don't understand tubes. You're right. And if you're like, Hey man, these tubes are I like the sound of these tubes and this amp and this. That means you're informed and you should make those decisions. If you're just like, hey, I think I want to upgrade tubes because, you know, it's like, you know, they probably put cheaper tubes in that amp. Um, my guess is I probably wouldn't spend the money. I'll be honest with you. We talked about Glenn Fricker's uh, video a couple weeks ago and him talking about speakers and stuff. And I would definitely agree with that statement. We were talking about like what I agreed with and what I didn't really, really care about, you know, when he was talking about that stuff. What I, I don't want to, I didn't disagree with anything he said. I just said stuff I, stuff I agree with and stuff I don't care about. I will definitely agree with this point. If you're asking me if you don't have defective tubes or issues, would I buy tubes for one of my amps before I would buy a better speaker or a better cabinet or you know, a pedal? No, man, I'm not buying tubes. That's the last. That's the last. last. Um, in my experience, and like I said, there's some people that are going to put comments like, hey, man, you know, these are the best tubes to get and this is the only way to do it. And they're not wrong because they really listen to tubes. Me, if somebody came in tonight and changed all the tubes in my amp, I would be really shocked how much I could tell the next day. Right, I'm sure if I took out tubes and put tubes in and ab them, I'd be like, "Oh, it's brighter now, or it's clearer. Ooh, I didn't hear it so articulate before." Uh, sure, but would I notice that if no one told me? I, I, not a lot, not enough to go, "Oh, something went wrong." So that's what I would say. I would, I would hold off if it was me, and uh, that's just my opinion on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. We did a giveaway. We gave away a a guitar crate. Like I said, check out the links I put down below if you want to get that 15% off his pedals and other things. And of course you can think about that for Christmas. We're going to be 10 of those. Uh, TJ agreed to do 10 of those things, man. That's a good chunk of money. So every week till for the next nine more weeks after this, we're going to give away a guitar crate. Thank guitar crate for doing that, for hooking you guys up. And, and obviously, uh, uh, you know, hooking up a moderator with that. And I appreciate that. And uh, if you guys um, check out the links, if there's anything you can do, (laughs) use from the links, I don't even know what I put down the links now. And uh, on that note, I will tell you guys next Friday, what me and my family did that was so exciting, had me had me in such a good mood. Until next week. Thank you for your time and know your gear.